the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To be um, one of my producers and one of the best, Thank by the you. way. Thank you for was saying. One, one of the best, no doubt about it. Jimmy's here because we're going to talk about Monsters of Todd. How many yes. years now? This is our sixth year. Have, you, have we been doing it for all six years? You've let us on your show all six years. I, just, I couldn't remember. I was talking to Shane about this, and I said, have we been doing that for the, the whole time? And he says, I think so. Yep. Because he's the one who brought what you guys were doing yeah. to me. Yeah, you let us on for the very first one and graciously let us come back ever since. Well, we appreciate it. Let me tell you, Mr. Eric Johnson, who has also joined us, and I'm I'm really happy to have Eric. Eric I'm a big fan of Eric's. Do you know I'm a big fan of yours? Well, you I knew know every that time could... that I would come in, you'd ask, hey, is uh, Bombay Black Yeah, play? I always ask be... if Bombay Black because <laughs> you guys were really, really good. Now, I've heard that, you know, like all groups, all good things come to an end, and that, that band has has moved on oh, we haven't moved on we just we've drummers are hard to come by in in our case why is that it, i would think it'd be like a lead guitarist is hard to come by. spinal tap you would yeah. think <laughs> you would lose think, a drummer every now and then you yeah. know well yeah but none of ours spontaneously exploded well, at good. least yeah. that would be interesting <laughs> um no i just you know there, there were certain guys that we looked at that we wanted to get but they all have really good gigs already that you know like okay. like smitty from yeah. uh, Tragically White, killer drummer, but Tragically White keeps him busy all the time. And yeah, then he's so why teaching would you move on? So, right. yeah, he's got a good deal. Um, and there were other guys we could get, but they, you know, the last guy we had, he was three hours away. And it was a, it was just a constant drag Hassle. for him to do it. And we just finally went, you know what, let's, uh, let's, let's try and do something else. And so we put something else together, and uh, we said, well, surely we can find somebody else. Maybe we can find another drummer, because we're, we're doing some different kind of music, more less 80s, you know, hairband rock, more Eagles, more really old school classic rock. And, and we couldn't, so I switched over to drums. So you've, you've, <laughs> you've given up arena anthems? Oh, we're st- the funny thing is we are still playing that same style. Okay. It's just it's we've we've got a guitar player named Luke Williams, who he comes from a country background, so he's got that very country style. And then we still have Ty and Justin from Bombay Black, so it's still kind of that heavy rock thing. And then we got Phil from the Revolutioners. Okay. So it's it's still very much an arena rock group, just with a bit more a uh, bit more of a I, I don't know classic rock style to it. So you're going to be kind of like the Eagles, who very seldom go out on tour, but when they do, it's a huge event. So you're going to come out and play at the Monsters of Todd. It's like the Eagles, but a lot more obnoxious. <laughs> and a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah, there, there will be no $150 tickets, but if you'd like to make a donation of that much while you're there, it will gr- be greatly, greatly appreciated. appreciated. <laughs> how much How much is KISS costing this time around for front front row stuff? Um, we, uh, Monsters of Todd, we uh, had a drawing for some KISS tickets. And yeah. We were, they were going to the neighborhood of 100 for lower bowl. 
Yeah, um, but they're getting way north of 100. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then they have the meet and greets. They're like 2,500 bucks. Yes. And so their last, their last Yahoo. So they're, they're they say grabbing every yeah yeah until the okay, next okay they say until the next farewell. Remember, I remember hell freezes over. That was the last one mm. for the Eagles. They're out right now. Hey, it's like the Bombay Black song says, it's the last time till the next, next time. time. The next and, and that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is well, for that, a lot of these bands. The music business has changed. Nobody buys records anymore, so you've got a gig to, to make money, sell merch, yeah. and sell tickets. You used to tr- you used to play shows to sell records. Now, now you sell records to play shows. Yep, That's amazing. Or sorry, flip that. Yeah, it's the other <laughs> yeah, way you, around. You do you do shows. But yeah, yeah. You make, make your, your money living. on the road. You don't make money from record sales anymore. And if you're not a huge name, you got to right. do a you it, know you, you got to just stay on the road all the time then yeah. to make mm-hmm. a living. And you're it. competing for everyone's attention. You know, there's bands can make a great record in the garage if they have the right equipment and know how to use it. And so all those artists are competing for your attention and just only the big dogs are going to eat. So. I have not bought my ticket yet, but I am actually going to kick about $150 for two tickets for my wife and I to go over to Verizon and see. I'm not going to see Hart, all right? Hart, it, it's not really Hart because Ann and Nancy are not going to be there. Nancy does not tour with the band anymore, so it's just Ann singing, okay? And that's the way it's got to be, to be honest, because if Ann wasn't there, you have no heart, right? True, you know. True. I mean, her vocals are what singers have the sound of the band. That's right. And so, I'm going over to see the hardest working woman in rock and roll, Joan Jett. Joan Jett, yeah. absolutely. And now, Hall of Fame, Joan Jett. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I want to go over and see Joan again. I've seen Joan mm-hmm. several times. I've interviewed her three times. Got a got a personal. Big life size poster she sent me with X's and O's Joan on it mm-hmm. from her. And uh, yeah, I want to definitely, during the break, ask me my story, Joan Judd. I'll tell it to you. I, can't oh, tell, to I it. cannot tell it on the air. Mm-hmm. But wow. I mean, she, she when I talked to her after Kenny Laguna started Black Heart Records for her and everything, and I Love Rock and Roll was a monster hit, she was touring 357 days a year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's hey, beats working. I guess. <laughs> I think she probably say the same thing. She loves to play. She loves oh, yeah. to rock. So it freaked me out. She's in her mid fifties now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. We all get older. That's just kind of weird. Yeah. I was reading a list the other day about how how many of these artists, you know, the Eagles and uh, the Who and so forth. The the number of people that'll probably pass away within the next 10 years and it's it's yeah, all because they're all huge. in their 70s you know? yeah well mick yeah you know he's 75 77, 76 yeah. something like that he's gonna be gone yeah keith is gonna be well i don't know no, no. Keith, keith has been pickled he's right? got that, he's got a ways <laughs> he's probably got another 60 years to go he might <laughs> he's he, at just, the he just might last forever he's kind of, i don't want to say he's like a cockroach but he's kind of like a cockroach. <laughs> he's he's well preserved. He really is. Yep. There's just he's he's like the worm at the bottom of the tequila bottle. Yeah, yeah. He'll be there forever, mm-hmm. I would think. But yeah, there's a lot of of groups out there. I mean, I I was always hoping that Emerson Lake and Palmer, yeah. I'd get to see them again. Two members are gone now. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Lake is gone, and and Emerson's gone, and I don't care if you got the greatest set of drums around. 
with Carl Palmer. Right. You need a lot more than just that right. for that, that group to exist, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of groups that are out there that I wish I could play. The Who say they're going to do it again. It's kind of like it's just the Who. The who part of them was gone. <laughs> it, it, it now has to be qualified as the who review. Yeah, that's right. Because that's the thing. If you go out to Vegas and you go see, I, when I was a kid and my mom worked out there, you go to the hotel and they would have like the uh, the teenagers and the platters and the you know Frankie Lyman oh, and the teenagers yeah. and Freddie Cannon review. It had yep. to be listed as a review. Yep. Yeah. Technically, Skinner is a review. I agree with that, <laughs> yeah. too. Because you got Rossington. That's yeah. it. Did I hear that they're coming back here in the area, too? They again? are. They're playing they are. October 12th. Yeah. Well, On their final if, jaunt. If, yeah, if that's the only way you can make your living, it's the only way you can make yep. your living. Yeah. I mean, I can. Un- I understand. Yeah, I would rather game. do that than anything else. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. You just. I just wonder what it's like backstage. <laughs> very quiet i'm just saying i just wonder what it's like backstage i mean that kind of uh super uh, intensity energy that was there in the beginning is there no longer right well You're it's too still, old to have that kind it's of still energy. there it's just it's very subdued everybody's professional everybody knows punctuated only by the sound occasionally going honey get away from there stop it <laughs> you know. that was my my big question when I, la- I went last time I went over to the Oyster Bar because, you know, mm-hmm. the change your management and stuff. Right. And I went over a couple weeks ago and I was checking out and I says, has Connie been here lately? And he looked at me and he just kind of <laughs> laughed. And he goes, no, she hasn't been here lately. Because mm. that's, that's where I ran into her at one time. Mm-hmm. Came over and sat down and said, I don't think we've ever met. And I said, no. And she says, I'm Connie. I was, well, Connie, how are you? It was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. And then she ran for mayor. Remember when she yeah, ran for yeah, mayor? And I had her on my show a couple of times for that. Uh, if you don't know, we're talking about the sweet, sweet Connie, mm-hmm. of course. And yes. I ran into her at a Harvest Food store one time, and my wife was with me. And I introduced my wife, and and she was checking out in front of us, and she left. And my wife, and she says, is that the, you know, the, uh, and I said, Yes. <laughs> yeah i had her for a substitute teacher really? when i was in high i had no idea who she was <laughs> yeah i just knew that mr parker was not going to be teaching english today we got miss hamsey okay yep i had her too seventh grade <laughs> no idea me neither with that out there let's take a break <laughs> so dave ellswick show we're going to come back Tell you about Monsters of Todd. They're getting together for a big show again. Let's tell you who's coming. We'll let you hear some of the music that's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, you got a 96% chance, a 96% chance of losing $111,000 in Social Security benefits. And that's according to new research in Bloomberg. of Americans lose $111,000 in Social Security benefits because, and here's the number one reason, you take your benefits at the wrong time. Learn how you can avoid this by going to an educational workshop, Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas. There are two workshops right here in the Little Rock area in September, Tuesday the 24th, Thursday the 26th. Registration is $20. Seats are selling fast. So if you've saved uh, 
$250,000. Register now by calling 501-653-6690. The workshop will reveal the little-known strategies that could help you wring every nickel out of your benefits that are rightfully yours. The number again, 501-653-6690, or you can register online at davidlucasfinancial.com. So with that important information, let me give you the important information about when the monsters are Todd are getting back together again and in the, in the they're going to be performing again. Where are you performing this year and uh, what's the date and time? It will be tomorrow night, Saturday oh, wow. night at the River Room. Uh, okay. The River Room has hosted us every year, so we'll be we'll be continuing to do it there. Yeah, tomorrow okay. night doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Okay, so uh, What's ticket prices going to be this year? Ticket prices are ten bucks. You can do same cash as always. Same as always. It's uh, you can cash at the door, or we now have an online link there through the uh, the, the Facebook invitation. You can click there and order a ticket, or uh, they're going fast. So okay, so you can't buy online this year. You can okay, because is this the first year for buying online? It is. It sure I, so is. I thought because last year it was still at the door. Right. So and, good. Uh, That's good. You should have even a bigger crowd, which should terrify yep. you. <laughs> no, the more the better. We'll stuff that place. Well, you should be able to stuff it. Yeah. No, we get a bigger turnout every year, bigger and bigger. Okay, so tell everybody why you do this. I kind of alluded to this uh, yesterday when I told everybody, uh, Jimmy, you guys were coming on, and I was ballyhooing that the great Eric Johnson was going to be sitting in my studio. <laughs> you need you me know as they a don't front buy man, that for a second. Uh, no, yeah, they do. <laughs> they believe everything I say, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, all our Facebook people that are watching right now. Buy your tickets, man. This is for a good thing. You, you, who, who are you going to uh, sponsor this year? What, uh, what is the cancer patient's name? Uh, this year, uh, her name is Jada Dooley. Um, she's 12 years old, just turned 12 uh, in July. Um, she's from Alma, and um, she is battling leukemia. Um, I had the great chance to meet her um, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I live in Tulsa these days, but yeah, I'm I got to Little Rock for the show. And... Uh, of course, Hamilton had been playing the, the Broadway show and been playing in Tulsa for like two weeks, and tickets were just you know they're gone. I mean, it, there's you can't get one. So the only way to do it is they had this kind of lottery on their app, Hamilton app, right? And if you win this lottery, you have like two hours where you can get a ticket for ten bucks. Wow! Yeah, and so I was doing it, doing it, doing it. Finally, I woke up one day and they said, "You're the." lottery winner for hamilton ticket so spent 20 bucks bought two tickets and the reason why is jada is a fanatic on musicals it's just a music nut so um i called her mom and said hey how soon can you two get out here and because they're from alma to there it's an hour and a half or so, so. yeah and uh, so yeah i got to meet her hand her two tickets to hamilton and she got to check that off her bucket list so. uh, she sounds like my kind of person she likes uh theater huh she loves Eric, the be your kind of person too I grew up in theater, absolutely. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and at 12 years old, I was asking her mom, like, what does she listen to? She's like, David Bowie, Queen. I'm like, a 12 Nice. <laughs> so I was already blown away by her taste, and then she said she loves Hamilton. So we had the, the opportunity to, to let her go to that. So that was that was pretty heartwarming to see. Yeah, I can only imagine. So who's playing this year? You always have a... You know, groups of who's who around the area. Yeah, and that continues. Uh, this year, we got uh, Tragically White. Everybody knows been around for yeah. 25, 26 years now. Uh, of course, Eric and the Resistance, um, fantastic band. That's, as we discussed uh, off air, uh, Bombay Black, a couple of guys from there. Okay, do um, we have one of their songs for the we, Resistance? Yeah, I think I sent two. You got, you got a Resistance song over there? There we go. Let's play a little bit of that. Here we go. 
visit an impeccable drum. <laughs> Now, Eric, I'm going to be honest with you. This does not sound like Hotel California. Eric, it's really good, dude. Thank you. So yeah, I'm excited to see yeah. resistance. Yeah, that's that's re- real. And it's the resistance is that. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And uh, also we got lipstick, uh, lipstick hand grenade. Uh, Bree Ogden, just a fantastic artist, young artist. Um, so she's going to be the first time we've kind of had a country act um, here. So with new little, wrong new with little wrinkles. You got to so. expand out. Oh yeah, we need some diversity. Get more people in there. Um, also, we've got uh, Jet Four Twenty and uh, some really great young guys. Bad Habit. They're out of Cabot, so that's that's a really exciting show. Out of my hometown. Ah, out of Cabot. No, so we've right. got a pack lineup. It's a, it's a great show. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, we're down to about a minute before the news. And I got you guys for a whole nother hour. Sure. This. I got you for 90 minutes today. I'm looking <laughs> forward to this. So let me just ask this. We got a minute before the news. We were talking about some of the, the great uh, rock and roll groups and, you know, guys are getting older and women are getting older and people are going to start passing away. They're already passing away, to be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, I guess, did both of you get to see, uh, go out and, and see the uh, the Queen musical? I haven't. You haven't seen the movie? The movie? Yeah. Yes. I thought that was one of the best biops I've seen ever done. It's pretty good. I thought it was really good. I liked how that when they did Live Aid. Oh, that was yeah, amazing. That's how they how they made that look exactly yeah, like there was a, not a person in that stadium when they put that thing together mm-hmm. and there's a youtube video it's a side-by-side of the real show and then the recreation of it that was pretty incredible i just haven't made the time to watch the whole movie but yeah all right i gotta get to the news they're they're waving their finger at me and that's never a pleasant thing the news and then we're back here on the dave ellswick show all right we are back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Monsters of Todd, tomorrow night at the Rev Room, $10 for a ticket. What's the uh, website again? Uh, you just go to uh, the Rev Room's webpage and okay. click on the event, and you'll see ticket link available right there. Go buy your tickets right now. Yep, please get do. Them right, you need to get them right now. All the money goes to uh, support a, a victim of cancer, and it's always, it's always a child. And this year's the child's 12 years old. You talk about being dealt a hard hand in life. That's a hard hand in life yeah. when you're 12 years old. Yeah. And uh, unless you've been around somebody who's had cancer and has had to be in the hospital a lot, you have no idea the medical bills that build up for something like that. Right. And a parent or both parents, you know, usually have to leave work to, you know, full-time care of the child. And so just the emotional, you know, Huge toll. Yeah, toll. And then there's, there is the obvious financial toll. And so anything we can do to kind of help 
lessen that a little bit, at least for a night, you know, and just have fun. Let them just cut loose, you know, and, and if we can cut them a check and let them breathe for a little bit, then we're happy to do it. Now, Jimmy, explain. I mean, this started off with one of the former uh, bandmates that you used to play with. That's correct. Uh, Todd Mills, as he's the namesake of our, of our show, and I uh, was in the Air Force with Todd. Uh, we were military cops, believe it or not. And then, uh, but we formed a band together and played all over uh, Arkansas here. Um, he's my best friend. Um, but sadly, in 2013, he developed brain and lung cancer and passed away uh, in November 2013. And so we uh, just sitting around thinking, why did this stuff like this have to happen? You know, and so instead of just waiting around, let's let's make something something yeah. positive has to come out of this. This right. can't just be bleak. You know, something good has to come out of it. So we. Uh, put together a little uh, uh, fundraiser online and then we decided to get some bands together that knew todd and friends of his and this had a big shindig and and it was big it was huge and uh, i remember we were setting up for it at the rev room and i was just the room was empty and i was just looking i'm like is this going to be a complete bummer you know because you know todd had just passed three months earlier right and i was scared you know <laughs> and doors open and people came in a few more people and before we knew it it was just packed and we just had it's the best party i've ever been to cool uh, and the, the only similar thing i could compare that to is when todd and i were playing together we had a gig uh matter of fact it's come up on the anniversary uh, we played three days after 9 11 mm. and uh we were like i can't even cheer myself up you know how are we gonna entertain you know a room of you know 200 300 people and again up until monster to todd that was the best party i'd ever been to people just wanted to cut loose and just have some sort of release you know from sure. grief and just to cut loose for one night and the the thing about it is everybody likes music and everybody hates cancer especially childhood cancer yes and that seems to be the one thing everybody can agree on no matter what side of the political aisle or you know it's that brings people together and that's the thing about this show is we don't care who you vote for who you love who you pray to it's do you love music and do you hate cancer and if that's if that's your deal then this is your place to be okay so you moved on the the the, the money that was raised at that time was for todd's kids that was for his kids medical expenses funeral expenses and uh, that first year we raised between online and at the event thirty thousand bucks incredible and um and that was going to be it um, somebody asked later on, you know, is, hey, when are you going to do that again? I'm like, I didn't really plan to, but why not? Yeah. Now, you, now, you did it kind of for the kids' education, is that That's correct, what? yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the education, medical expenses, and just because there was some a few bills left to pay. And um, and then so the second year, um, at the request of Todd's widow, she said, how about we split it up between the girls and a cause? So uh, we donated to, for Monster Todd 2, uh, American Cancer Society, and then half of it went to the girls for their education. And, but both his girls are whip smart. You know, they're going to get scholarships. Okay, <laughs> so good. by year three, Todd's widow just said, whoever you pick, we decided we were going to focus on an individual child. Uh-huh. Uh, so by year three, she said, give it all to them. Yeah, and, we're uh, good now. Yeah, right? we're good. Okay. And so give it all to, to these families. Um, and so year three, um, we had Keegan the Warrior. Um, and since then, he passed in January. Oh, wow. Um, but, I mean, just from our perspective, we got to see him enjoy himself for one night, you know, and he was the the king of the party. And just to give those kids one night, you know, to just cut loose and be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every year since, you know, we select a, a new person and 
um, just show them a night of a, a good time, good music. There's a team of folks, a big group of people, that, you know, that care about them. Um, and then if we can help financially as well, then, you know, we're happy to do it. So how do you choose the, the children? There's a lot of children out there, there with cancer. There are a lot. They, um, over at Arkansas Children's Hospital up on the fourth floor, um, all these families get, they go there for treatments or some mm-hmm. are, you know, staying there and become family to each other. And so most of the children that we've done um, these benefits for, we were introduced to them by the family from the year before, because you know, they're oh, very familiar very with the, doing it. They're they're very familiar with their condition, kind of what the emotional and financial situation is. You know, because you can't ask the hospital who do you recommend because it's you know HIPAA stuff. So we just through doing this for a few years, we just get referrals from the family from the year before. Yeah. And, uh, and they know the the children a lot better than you know that I do. That I wouldn't just want to randomly select someone. I don't really know their situation, so it's it's been been helpful to do it that way. Here's the key: you and and your buddies are to be commended for keeping this going. Thank you. But Thank on you. on top of that, all these bands are going yeah. to be asked, going to tell everybody they're doing it for nothing. Yeah, they're we just have playing never played. To be playing. We have never paid a band. And it's it's been incredible. And we've got people that are volunteering their equipment that aren't even going to be playing. You know, right now my cohort in Monster Todd, uh, Lisa, she's meeting someone downstairs who's volunteering his base amp. And it's just a great big rig. you got to put it on a trailer. And it's pretty, It's like the size of a refrigerator. And uh, so he's, he's letting us borrow his gig, you know, and uh, his rig. So no, it's just incredible. Just just the showing of just charitable spirit that it brings out in folks. It's 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 it gives you a great feeling and hope for people whenever you read the news everything seems bleak they're really good people we're talking about you got to get sound you got to get lights you got there's a whole lot more to this than a few guys with guitars and yeah and the bass and some drums and we're having a silent auction so people that donate you know all these items to the the silent auction um you know getting our t-shirts made we need sponsors so we've had sponsors coming out of the woodwork and donating things to us to to give away or to uh to raffle off so just everybody's just been super great i mean it's it, it's it's pretty miraculous to see just what the, it's kind of like christmas you know just people kind of get into that spirit you know and it's for that short month it's the most wonderful time of the year this is kind of like that people just get into the spirit of giving and it's it's pretty great to see. so how much are the shirts uh, shirts are twenty bucks, and okay. of course, tickets at the door are ten bucks. All right. Well, I'm going to tell my wife to bring twenty. Perfect. And I'm going to give you one for a shirt, and then you get it to me however you want to get it. To okay. Me, and we'll make sure it goes up on the wall. Fantastic. There, and everybody will be seeing that, and then we'll be ready to have you back in again next year too to talk. I can't about wait. This. Can't wait. We'll do it again next year. Okay. So you know the music that you sent us. I don't know. I know that we got Eric's music over there and his band. Who else you got that you sent us? Uh, let's see. The other music I brought was from um, Bree Ogden, I believe, and Jet 420. All right. And, uh, now, so, is Jet, Jet 420, is that the group from Cabot? I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, but, they, yeah, they play all over Arkansas, so. No, right. Bad Habit was the one. No, from Bad, Bad Habit. Habit. Cabot. Okay. Yeah, Bad Habit. Cabot. We have a song from them. Um, Bad Habit and Jet 420. Okay, we got... Bad habits available to us? We yeah, do. I okay, John's, Jan, John's giving me a thumbs up. So we got to get another break in here. For about two minutes, we'll give you some music here. Here you go. You'll be able to hear these guys tomorrow night as well. Don't forget, RevRoom.com, right? 
Revroom.com, is that their website? I think it's revolutionmusicroom.com. Okay, revolutionmusicroom.com. Get your tickets for Monsters of Todd 6 tomorrow night right here in Little Rock. All right, back with you. If you've got type 2 diabetes, you know as well as I do, since I have type 2 diabetes, that it's a drag. And uh, it can be a lot to take on. you got to learn how to eat differently. you got to start exercising again. you got to do all of those things if you have type 2 diabetes. And there's some good news out there for you. There's a new study that might be able to help you out. If you suffer from type 2 diabetes and are only on metformin, you may qualify for this new study. Participants receive uh, study-related care at no cost, compensation for time and travel. You do have to meet some qualifications. One is that your A1C is 8 or above. 
You have to be 18 and older, and again, you have to be only on metformin. Uh, Applied Research Center would like you to give them a call or go online and check this out. Uh, ARCArkansas.com. That's ARCArkansas.com. Or call them 501-954-7822. And while you're there, check out all the other current studies that are ongoing. And uh, if you see some that interest you and that you can benefit from, put your name into the hat. And you just might be surprised that they don't pull it. That's ARCArkansas.com. Dave Ellswick Show, Monsters of Todd coming up this weekend. Jimmy's here. Eric's here. We're going to keep them around for a while longer and play a few more songs from some of the groups that are going to be there. It'll be a great night of rock and roll, and now it sounds like they're branching off into some um, country as well. We are. We're having Brie Ogden come out. She's playing all over town. She opened for Clint Black, I believe. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. The, That's uh, a big deal, Yeah, man. that is. You know, she's got a record out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, she's the real deal. I believe she's, I'm not sure what her age, but she's. 18. 18 yeah and um extremely talented she's really a kid good. she's yeah. a kid that's yeah. the best time to break out man because you got the energy to go along with yeah. what you got to do because <laughs> you got to do a lot it's not, it, ask eric he'll tell yeah. you well, mm-hmm. on top of that that will be monster tall will be her second gig that day she has to play some another wow. event yeah uh, earlier in the day and then brave the heat and then come out and play for us that night so she's got the energy for it i don't <laughs> not play two gigs in a day so eric you've been over in europe correct i have all right what is that gig like is is that trying when you're overseas and doing the gig not really no um it's it's yeah i mean there's the language barrier obviously i mean you know when we played in spain i don't speak spanish i've, I've gotten better because I, I finally said okay i'm going rosetta stone i'm going to <laughs> I'm going to learn this, you know, uh, how to how to do this. But really, it's it's not that bad. Most of the people over there that that work these shows that are on crew and whatnot, they do at least have some command of the English language, and and you get through it one okay. way or another. You do get through it. See, um, you know, the big thing. It's just yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. My, that's my entire. And, and the fans are. Man, the fans are ravenous. They are rabid. Really? They really are. They like Western rock. They they do. They love it. They absolutely love it. The thing I noticed is the places we would play, even in the clubs, unlike here, there are no televisions. They don't show sports in music venues like they do here. Really? So when you go to a, a show there, you're there to see the show. You're not there, you know, it's like, you know, here, okay, we just booked a gig at this place. Oh, but the game is on tonight. So, uh, you know, it, and it's that sort of thing where, okay, yeah, we're due to play, but we can't start at 10 like we're supposed to because they just went into overtime with the Hogs. And now they just went into double overtime with the Hogs and you're sitting around going, you know, I remember doing a, a gig at uh, a Fox and Hound. It was a UFC night. We were supposed to play for three hours. We ended up playing for 15 minutes. We got full pay. Well, you better. And we ate for free, so I got stuffed. I mean, you should there. Yeah. You should get paid for yeah. full. Yeah, but they don't do that over there. Over there, if you if you go to a club to see a, see a music performance, you're going to see a music performance. If you want to go see sports, there's a place for you to go see sports. My band played Fox and Hound the night of... Uh, seventh Heaven, the Ole Miss, Arkansas, seven overtime. Oh, seven overtime. Same thing. And they're like, do not go on until this game is Mm-mm. over. And same Mm-mm. thing. We played 15, 20 minutes and got full pay. I mean, we were even 
more than that, we were like, if we lose, this is going to be the bummed out crowd that we just don't even want to deal yeah, with. So oh, yeah. they won, and, and <laughs> you went out there, and everybody, oh, yeah. you could have played crap, and they would have probably chosen Oh, yeah, you. yeah, everybody was, yeah, <laughs> the, the mood was right after that win, and we paid, played 30 minutes and went home with a check. So. Oh, my. It's awesome. But, yeah, but, no, it, it's it's not a... It's not a grind. It's it's actually really really nice. You know, the fans enjoy it. All the people you're dealing with on the crew are very professional. Everybody knows they got to get done, and it's a piece of cake. Amazing. I, I would just thought being over in Europe, it might there might be you know more than just communications barriers. That well, know, only drink out of bottles. Okay. <laughs> Do yeah. not drink out of the Montezuma tap. Montezuma will follow you around. Yeah, hey, yeah. When Humphrey Bogart was making the African Queen, he only drank whiskey the entire shoot. Yeah, that, I heard that. I I've read yeah, that. That was his. That was the safe bet. Him and uh, in Houston, both the the director. Mm-hmm. They they. You want another take? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can only imagine what that would have been like. I wonder if if Kate Hepburn sat and drank with him. Yes, I bet she did. Yeah, back in the old <laughs> hand, days. Hand me over some of that. Uh, okay, yeah. Come on, <laughs> interesting. Really, be interesting. But yeah, I, I just, I don't think people realize how demanding being on tour really is like. Mm-hmm. I mean, your your whole day is taken up. You don't have a lot of downtime. I mean, you got to go out and it's sound a lot check of, and all of that kind it, of crap. There's there's the travel. If you are in a major group, you have to do promo. So you're you got to go. Okay, we got to do an in store. Then we have to go to the radio stations and talk to them. Maybe you have to go do it. Wake up early and do a TV thing, and then you go to your sound check. You got to get prepped. Um, after you've done, if you've done it for years and years, you know your knees start to go, your hips start to go. Paul Stanley's had both hips replaced, for example. Um, Prince. Has it probably had surgery at some point? You know, when he passed away, he was on fentanyl for oh, his pain yeah. for hip. Yeah, you know, Tom um, Petty was a hip. I've I've just been listening to uh, Nikki Six, the Heroin Diaries. Pretty much, he's bionic at this point, and because you do all this damage to yourself when you're on tour, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, it's go to a Kiss show and you'll understand why they had hip problems. Absolutely. I mean, you, it's rock and roll show. It's incredible to yeah, see you those six guys. foot platform boots with dragon heads on them. And yeah, <laughs> something's got to give. All right. We'll be back. We're going to do one more half hour with the folks in the Monsters of Todd. We'll remind you where you get your tickets. And it's coming up tomorrow night. What time the door is open. You got a list of some of the silent auction items that you're going to have, Jimmy? Um, just a few. Um, we're going to have for the silent auction, we can get, we're donated in uh, a Yeti cooler. No, okay. um, uh, a Beats pill speaker. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Um, an autographed boxing glove, autographed by Sugar Ray Leonard. All right, back with you. We're talking Monsters of Todd tomorrow night. Rev Room, six o'clock. Is that right? Doors open at six. Show at seven. Okay. So, and you don't want to miss any of the of the show because it's going to be good. I mean. You don't. What time are you playing, Eric? Have they told you what play what the play thing is? Um, I want to say around nine thirty. Okay, good. I think or nine thirty ish. Yeah, is usually how, how, how festivals work out. Right. It, nothing's ever set in stone, yeah, but I, I mean, it's going to be a solid night. Yep. So, are you guys going to sit sit around for the whole thing to the very end, and then maybe jam at the very end? I don't. I don't know if there, there's been no discuss about a jam, but uh, right, we're on a pretty pretty tight schedule, but. 
Something okay. always happens. We get a few minutes off of a set or somebody goes a little long or whatever, but yeah i know the guys in my group we have all been working how can we best condense just what we need because we know there'll be back line the idea is get on quickly get out of the way quickly okay so how many uh how long is your set going to be they're all 40 minutes about 40 minutes yes. okay very good yeah That's and, uh, we do about we do a pretty quick turnover about 10 minutes in between just to let some bands because we have back on everybody who's the same um uh, bass rig and drum sure. kit and so forth just so we can have a quick changeover because the rhythm of these things can get off if there's a longer break than you know 30 minutes and um so we have about 10 minutes in between each band and in between bands are moving their gear and we're giving away stuff in the silent auction or giving away t-shirts or thanking our sponsors and that sort of thing so all right so speaking of yes. silent auction you said kiss items yes um that's from my collection i've got uh, i'm giving away on vinyl uh kiss alive and destroyer the remastered oh version. wow um four kiss bobbleheads um a kiss lunch pail and a <laughs> bottle of uh kiss cola kiss yeah, cola yeah if there's one thing Kiss has always been great at is marketing they know how to market <laughs> they know how to market what they're oh, doing yeah. yep and from birth to death literally they sell onesies and they sell kiss caskets they do there's no joke. there's a kiss casket there is a kiss casket As yeah. a matter of fact dime bag dime bag was buried, in, buried in a kiss casket wow yeah i guarantee i, I would be surprised grave. if if uh if you if you when when gene passes away hello this is gene simmons thank you for visiting my grave five dollars <laughs> <laughs> yep that would not surprise me it would not no you're right because mm-hmm. they know oh, how yeah. to market they really yeah. really yeah. Genuine yeah, Heimwitz yarmulkes available at the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you didn't know, Gene is Jewish, and so mm-hmm. is Paul. All right, both of them are Jewish guys, and uh, they're very funny people to be around. I mean, I was especially taken by how down to earth they were That's when great. I met them. They were very down to earth guys. Paul especially was down to earth. Now, Gene is Gene. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Gene is talking to my buddy and is like doing the <sighs> stuff, mm, right. you know, that kind of stuff. And Frankus McCollis was the guy that was with me. Says, I can't include that in the show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Just funny stuff. And those shoes are huge, by the way. Yeah, yeah. they're like six inch platforms. They are. Or... They, they are about eight foot tall each. <laughs> when you come up and to meet them i mean wow. you're looking straight up at them it's amazing but yeah so you've got uh all this stuff from kiss anything signed by any chance nothing signed by kiss okay no i'll work on that though yeah, yeah next got year here's what you should do you should call them you know just call them sure i've got them in my rolodex yeah, somewhere you can get a hold of them <laughs> i mean it's just a you know call their management and just say that you do this and yeah ask if they would would sign a few items. i will do it because we've we've if we learn nothing else then dream that. big and i know i know nugent would do some stuff for you yeah yeah if you ask him i mean you ask him real nicely he might come and play a couple songs hey, you never know i'd be down with a little stranglehold <laughs> that would be fun but, um, yeah, that under, would last the entire 40 minutes. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> Stranglehold for 40 minutes, but it's all right with me because let Ted play. One yeah. of the other signed items we've got is a Sabian splash symbol that's autographed by um, Mike Portnoy. Okay. And Mike Portnoy, he was ex-drummer for Dream Theater, Flying Colors, the Winery Dogs, just one of the best in the world at it. 
And uh, yeah, just the other night, we got a symbol signed by him yeah, um, and donated cool. to us. So yeah, super, he did a video, a little promo video for us. And uh, there's a website called Cameo. You can go out and you pay a certain celebrity to do a little shout out for it. And he did one for us. So no, that, right. that was really cool. And uh, see what else we're going to have. Um, now, what is that? Now, are you telling me that Jim Dandy wouldn't do a shout out, a shout out for you guys? Oh, I'm sure he would. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying now. Do you know Jim Dandy? Yeah, I, I can get a hold of him. I know people who know him. That I can, would be fantastic. I can get, the, get a hold of him. He will not show up in spandex, though. Dang it. And you don't want to see him in spandex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, he looked good in him back look in the at day. Look at Eric, Eric. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he looked good in him enough to David Lee Roth. I, got his I, I saw, Jim, based off I of saw Jim a few years ago when we played at Stage Stop in Memphis. No, no spandex. <laughs> How'd he sound? Uh, tired. Tired. He was, it was late. He's been okay. doing this a lot of years. Yeah. I saw them when I was in college. Moorhead State University. Moorhead, Kentucky. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he came out, and I'll never forget them coming out, because he had that gold spandex pants on and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had the washboard, and they got at it. And I was like, I was sold at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had heard one of their albums, but then I... And this is before, you know, the Jim Dandies to the rescue and all that right. crap. I mean, right. we're talking about, you know, electricity comes to Arkansas and all that kind of stuff. The good stuff that right. they used to do. Right. I'd like yeah. to see them get together again and do see if they could do it again. Give us a little lightning yeah. in the bottle. We could use it. It was good stuff. I mean, yeah. they they were great. They were great. I'm looking at Eric and Eric's going, it's not going to happen, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah David Roth based his whole shtick off of Jim Not Dandy. in your lifetime. <laughs> or theirs, probably. <laughs> or theirs, which is significantly shorter. Okay, so, hey, hey John. Do we have a female artist up there on the, on our list? No, just Jet 420. Okay, I was hoping we had some country there. That Maybe we that Briogden. Yeah, Briogden. We don't have Briogden over there? I know it's on YouTube and Spotify, but I don't know if we well, have Well, we can might get it off of YouTube here a little later on. We'll, okay. I'll, I'll turn John loose, but... Let's hear let's hear a little bit more music and we'll move into another another break and then we'll come back and finish up talking about Monsters of Todd 2019. Here you go.
So we'll go out of the show with the country act, and the, and the lady's name is. Okay, try that again. Bree Ogden. Bree Ogden. Okay. Yeah. All right. You said she's about eighteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. We'll play that in a few minutes. But right now, I'm going to do what all good hosts do. Tell us all about your sponsors, Jimmy, that are making this possible. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, um, our sponsors, they've been, I mean, they're our lifeblood. This doesn't happen without sponsors. I mean, these, these things cost money to put on, you know, T-shirts and lights, all these things that have to be paid for. So that they're our lifeblood. So uh, McClarty Ford, McClarty Volkswagen, McClarty Mazda. You've seen a trend there. Uh, Did one, you know that their daughter is married to um, Dewey from the Scream movies? No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name right off the top of my ba- my head, and I can't keep think of his name. But, yeah, they were they were both here during the session okay. talking about uh, helping, uh, you know, guys that are in prison and, and women who are in prison cutting okay. their sentences down and that they didn't do things that were terribly, uh, you know, vicious or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, he was he, – he, they can't. Yeah. Is uh, it David Arquette? David Arquette. Arquette. Yeah, Arquette walks up and wants to be on the show. And I go, who am I to say no to David Arquette? Right. Christina McLarty. There yes. you go. That's his wife. Yeah, no, it was very, very cool. Wow. So anyway, go ahead. So yeah. And aside. The McLartys have, have really stepped up. One Call Service Group, um, RE501 Real Estate par- or Realtor Partners, Danny's Auto Glass, Balance Lighting Systems, Dent Doctor, uh, we talked about Sharp Dunway earlier. Yeah. So Sharp videography. He does. Yeah, he does music videos, cool wedding videos, um, maybe divorce videos. That might be a new market. And uh, last but not least is uh, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you laugh, but <laughs> and last but not least, uh, my friend Brandy Bullock, uh, her organization Heroes and Angels. Uh, so right. those are our sponsors. So we want to thank them and lots they, of great they, sponsors. So. Yeah, it is. That's a great amount of sponsors. That's fantastic. Jimmy, oh, well, a Dent good Doctor. Job. I forgot Dent Doctor. There's yeah, a, so there's do you, how did you go about getting all these people? Is it, is it you, or do you got somebody who's helping you out with getting these people? A, a, a little combination of everything. I have about four or five people that help me, and either contacts that they have or friends that they have that have a business uh, they'll that know about our cause uh, would come to McClarty's done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, Lisa, uh, my partner that helps me in this, um, she has RE501 real estate, and her husband, Sam Coulter, um, has one call service group, heating and air uh, condition. Okay. Um, and then um, Tia, one of our other uh, helpers on this, um, is familiar with the McClarty's and um, it's all those. So we just a group effort, people just going out and finding them. Okay, and don't forget the silent auction that will go on. Now, you just have these things uh, displayed. People write down what they're yeah. what they're willing to bid on, and then whoever's got the highest bid when you cut it off. Yep, we'll uh, call them from the stage. I sure will. Yeah, we'll have uh, all the items laid out with the um, with the spreadsheet there. And at a certain, we don't want to do all at once because it would take quite a bit. We usually have a ten minute gap between bands. Yeah. So we'll divide it up. You know, do three or four items between each set. 
Sugar way gloves will be at the end, right? Yes, they will. Yes, they will. I think that's going to be <laughs> pretty popular. plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And a Mike Portnoy symbol. So, yeah, and the igloo cooler. Those things are no joke. It's yeah. 300 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Know. Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti cooler. Sure. Yeah. We had that one detonated. Or detonated. <laughs> donated by uh, It's going to be a very you. exciting show. Yeah, yeah it's going to detonate at some point the during the over. show. So just watch yourself. And uh, But, yeah, it was donated to us. And, you know, those things aren't cheap. You know, no, they're, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, so if you know if you can pick one up for you know twenty percent less, that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, the money goes to a great cause. That's so right; it all goes you to a, help. You bought a beer cooler for a good cause. Okay, and give us this this young lady that you guys are uh, you know, dedicating these funds to. Uh, her name is Jada Dooley. She lives in Alma. Uh, she's twelve years old, fighting leukemia. Um, super sweet girl, super creative, big music fan. And she needs a good night out. We uh, took her to Hamilton last week. Mm-hmm. Um, then the very next day, she's back in hospital fever, and she's just getting out, mm-hmm. hopefully today. Uh, so okay. she's been up at a clinic up in Springdale. And um, so just trying to get her numbers back up and feeling good and hopefully have her at the show. Either way, the show's going on, and we're going to help their family. Yeah, and hopefully she, she can, can be there or not, right? Right. Okay. So our, well, maybe our you can get a video her. from her or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Throw no, it up. Gonna, we're going to make a special night for her. I just saw where... Uh, was it uh, was it Jerry Willis, one of the Spice Girls? Remember her? I remember oh, Jerry. Uh, Jerry Hallowell. Yeah, uh, Ginger. Was Ginger. She the Ginger? Yeah, Ginger. I think she's the one who had uh, breast cancer. Okay. And they they cleared it up for her or whatever. It's come back again. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. I, I saw Carol Lindley died today. I just I heard that. Do you remember Carol Lindley? Carol Lindley. You guys are. Name? Kind of close to my age, but you're not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that that's a little before my time. Well, remember the Poseidon Adventure? Yeah. The original? Yeah. She's the one, the blonde at the beginning that's singing the morning after. Ah, okay. And all of that. Okay. And she's in the movie mm-hmm. as well with Shelley Winters and Ernest Borgnine and right. crawling from the top of the ship to the bottom of the ship yep. because the bottom of the ship is now, now the, the top, top of the, of the yep. ship. Yeah, so he got all of all that but uh, yeah she she passed uh wow. 77 years old all that so that, that made as you were talking about rock and roll uh people and musical people that uh, are out there that are getting up in years mm-hmm. and yep. there's going to be a i love my word plethora of rock and rollers of <laughs> passing on i yeah. mean there, there's some when they go it's like there will be another one like that? Never, ever. Never. Yeah. I mean, when Mick goes, there's no one's going to be like yeah, Jagger no more was. Dylan's and yeah, yeah. Just never like, there's nobody ever going to be like that. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't know if there'll ever be another golden age of rock and roll like that either. Not like that. Yeah. No. That, yeah. We're McCartney's and Ringo's, and yeah, when they go, that's the last of. I've got of somebody coming on next uh, Friday with me, who was over in uh, India. When the Beatles were there with the Maharishi. Oh, wow. And she's, quite a phase. And she's, she's going to be talking about the White Album because they wrote almost all their music while they were there with the Maharishi. So it's going to be, and why John, and here's the big one that, she, this is the one that hooked me. Why John Lennon never talked that much about the Maharishi when he left? And I got to find out what mm. that is. So we got to find I've, out. I've that. read. I won't give the other away, three. The I've other read something three similar about gave it. money yeah. to him later. Yeah. He, John, didn't give a penny to him. Yeah, wrote a song about it too. Yeah, so she'll probably give you that whole story. Yeah, yeah. should be interesting to, to 
to talk about as far as that goes. All right, we got three minutes to the news. Jimmy, I want to thank you for coming in. Eric. Good to see you again. Yeah, five years. Five years. Man, it's been a long time, and uh, it's, it's great to have him here. He is one of the most talented musicians locally that I know. Really is. You should get out more, trust me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I Come sp- out and see Tragically Well. I mean, Tim I, Reed is I play amazing. Your, I play yeah. the Bombay Black stuff all the time in my car. Awesome. I like it. like it. What's it? The gasoline one. Which one's that? Uh, Sex and Gasoline. Yeah, I like that yeah. song. It's a great piece of music. <laughs> and like and we gasoline? have another record coming out. You do? Eventually, yes. Okay. So we're but n- whenever it comes, you know you're welcome on here to talk about I'll it. I'll do that. All right. Eric Johnson, thanks so much. Remember, tomorrow night, doors open at 6. Go to the revolutionroommusic.com. Revolutionmusicroom.com. Music room. Or their com. Facebook page. You'll, you can get to the Buy the your tickets. They're 10 bucks and do that. And, uh, Jimmy, I'll make sure my 20 gets to you. Fantastic. So I'll the, have your shirt for you. I'll get a shirt. All right. Let's take a, a break to do that. Hear a little, little country music that's going to be playing tomorrow night, too. Here you go. You're on fire. And then you're cold as ice. You're mine. And then you're thinking twice. I'm getting off of this crazy ride. Because it's spinning out of control It's high time you make up your mind Either you love me or you don't You can't keep playing with my heart So take it or leave it alone Baby, take it or leave it alone I burn John, did you see this uh, interesting story out of the University of Alabama from the dean of students over there? He resigned uh, because uh, he said the American flag, quote, represents a systematic history of racism. And then added, police are part of that system. That's not going to let you keep your job for very long. That's from the University of Alabama, the, yeah, the big one? the big one. The Dean of Students. The Dean of Students. These are tweets that he issued back in 2016 and 2017. They have surfaced, showing him saying, saying that the American flag represents a systematic history of racism and adding police are part of that system. 
Jamie R. Riley, the University of Alabama's Assistant Vice President and Dean of Students. He resigned yesterday. The tweets were published uh, by Breitbart News earlier this week, uh, which reported Riley's account, which was accessible to the public on Friday this morning, has now been locked so only his approved followers can view his tweets. As the Crimson White reported, Jackson Fuentes, press secretary for the UA Student Government Association, said Thursday, quote, for us right now, basically all I can tell you is that the university and Dr. Riley have mutually agreed to part ways. So, yeah, that's true, and we do wish him the best, unquote. Assistant Director of the Division of Strategic Communications, Chris Bryant, not the Cub, all right, different guy, uh, stated, Dr. Jamie Riley has resigned his position at the University of Alabama by mutual agreement. Neither party will have any further comments. Stephen Hood, Associate Vice President, this, see, this is, why pres, this is why college costs so much. Listen to all these people that have these, these, uh, these jobs at the colleges. Uh, let me see. We had Chris Bryant. He was the division, the assistant, the assistant director of the Division of Strategic Communications uh, there. Uh, then we have, uh, who else is we, do we got? Neither party will have any further. Steve Hood, associate vice president, uh, of student life echoed quote, Dr. Jamie Riley has resigned his position at the university of Alabama by mutual agreement. Neither the university or Dr. Riley will have any further comments. Riley's tweets included these statements, the American flag with a flag emoji represents a systematic history of racism for my people. Police are a part of that system. Is it that hard to see the correlation? I'm baffled about the first thing white people say is that's not racist when they can't even experience racism. You have zero opinion. Are movies about slavery uh, truly about educating the unaware or to remind black people of our place in society? Wow. Uh, the Crimson White noted Riley was named to the position on December 13, 2018 after a national search, and he began serving on February 25, 2019. Before gaining the position at the University of Alabama, Riley served as the executive director and chief operating officer of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, Incorporated. He also served in student affairs and diversity and inclusion roles at institutions including Johns Hopkins University, the University of California, Berkeley, and Morehouse College. The announcement from Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity in 2017 that Riley would be the next executive director stated, quote, Brother Riley has focused his research an administrative practice on addressing the impact of culturally oppressive campus climates on the success of African-American and black male college students attending predominantly white institutions. Jamie's doctoral dissertation titled Racism, Discrimination, and Prejudice 
through the voices of black men on predominantly white college campuses, investigated the impact of race and racism on African-American and black male students, uh, ability to thrive academically, socially, and developmentally. Riley voiced his own goals. I think it is crucial that we streamline processes and procedures to align with the fraternal organizational structure and the needs of individual brothers. The general office is the place where brothers should come to find solutions and answers in a timely fashion. Our staffing has to be adequate to meet the needs of brothers, chapters, districts, regions, and the general body of all this at the same time. I believe the better utilization of technology and personal uh, personnel will help us to achieve that and much more. You know, he'll be, maybe he goes back there, I don't know, but he, he'll not be at the University of uh, Alabama uh, anymore. Okay, so uh, another story for you that I had been looking at. Top progressive site thought Trump's election would spark comeback. Now it's closing. (laughs) Not so good, I guess. Amid uh, continued internal turmoil, plummeting ad revenues, and despite the election of Donald Trump, which the outlet hoped would spark its big comeback, Think Progress. Remember about Think Progress, John? Yeah, they were big. They were real big. Think Progress, an independent project of the Democratic Party's Center for American Progress, shut its doors uh, today. In a report published today, the Daily Beast announced the not unexpected news that after reaching out to over a dozen news publishers to try to uh, stave off the site's demise, Center for American Progress Action Fund Executive Director Navin Navik was forced to tell the already depleted staff of Think Progress that the project was officially defunct. Quote, given that we could find no new publisher, we have no other real option but to fold the Think Progress website back into CAP's broader online presence with a focus on analysis of policy, politics, and news events through the lens of existing CAP and CAP action staff experts. Uh, The Daily Beast, Sam Stein and Gideon Resnick, quote, conversations on how to do so are just beginning, but we will seek to reinvent it as a different platform for progressive change, unquote. Founded during the George W. Bush administration and maintaining prominence as one of the top progressive sites during the Obama era, Think Progress operated as an editorially independent project of CAP. Now, Nawick said, it would be folded back into the Democratic Action Fund. While thinkprogress.org will continue to exist, Stein and Resnick explain, it, quote, will no longer function as an independent enterprise focused on original reporting, unquote. Future contributions to the site will come from the group's various scholars, promoting the progressive agenda, while the Climate Progress blog will be taken back over by founder Joe Rome. 
Stein and Resnick provide a summary of some of the reasons think progress ultimately failed to stay afloat. The uh, site suffered from editorial frictions during the Obama years when the visions of some of the staff clashed with the larger political demands of CAP and its donors. At one point, CAP then CEO uh, John Palmieri wrote a guest post on uh, Think Progress blog to issue a defense of Third Way after the site had criticized the centrist Democratic group. Elsewhere, there were rifts and tensions over Think Progress posts that were critical of Israel. In the fall of 2015, staffers at Think Progress unionized in part as a means of formalizing editorial independence from CAP brass. And there was a sense that the election of Donald Trump in 2016 would spark a bloom, uh, boomlet in material for staff to investigate and cover. In 2018, the site brought on board Jody Enns, an alumni of CNN, to serve as editor-in-chief in what was presented as a movement towards more original reporting, but editorial tensions have lingered. So they just couldn't get along. It's that simple. Uh, the site's unionized staff reportedly turned on CNN alum End, uh, particularly over her handling of a piece that was critical of Bernie Sanders. The site's publication of the piece resulted in backlash from the uh, Democratic Socialists to accuse CAP of doing the bidding of corporate donors. But what appears to have been the biggest factor was the site's deepening financial woes. Always follow the money. The uh, Daily Beast obtained a document showing the site facing a $3 million uh, loss between uh, revenues and expenses in 2019, of which 350000 had come via a shortfall, a shortfall in ad revenue. So unless you're writing stuff people want to read, i.e. Capitalism 101, if you're not offering something people want to pay for, unless you can get somebody in the government to sponsor it and give you other people's money to keep it running, you go out of business. All right, we got 346, going to get a break. Come back, uh, some good news for Trump. I'll tell you what that is when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so you've heard, just like I've heard, and anybody who's been following the political race thus far has heard, all the uh, poll stuff that's thrown out there saying Biden leads the president by 12 points or Warren leads the, or all the Republic or all the Democrat challengers lead the president in the polls. A new poll has just come out that starts taking some of these polls apart. And I, I want to read this story to you because it will tell you why I've been saying all along that Trump is going to get reelected. And I believe, just like Lewandowski does, that he'll win with bigger electoral votes than he did against Clinton. This new poll has some astonishing news for those who keep seeing President Trump losing in polls and head-to-head competition with 
the leading Democratic Party presidential candidates. Democrats, all three leading Democratic candidates, former Vice President Biden, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and Senator Bernie Sanders, have lower favorability ratings than President Trump. Now, trying to trying to get somebody to turn out to vote for somebody that you don't like, think Hillary Clinton. That's why she lost. Her favorability ratings were in the tank. The in-depth, comprehensive poll from The Economist and YouGov, taken between September 1 and September 3, showed 43% of respondents with a favorable response to Trump. 29% had a very favorable reaction, and an additional 14% had a somewhat favorable response. You do the math. I'm not going to sit here and try to add it all up for you. Among the three leading Democrats, only 40% had a favorable reaction to Biden with a paltry 17% of respondents having a very favorable reaction and a additional 23% with a somewhat favorable reaction. Warren got a total of 39% of respondents giving her a favorable reaction, 20% of whom had a very favorable reaction and 19% with a somewhat favorable reaction. Sanders got the most favorable reaction of the three top candidates as he barely edged out Biden with 41% of respondents having a favorable reaction, but he still ranked 2% behind Trump. 18% of voters gave Sanders a very favorable rating while 23% gave him a somewhat favorable response. Now it gets really interesting. Another piece of evidence with good news for the president asked whether their candidate would defeat or lose to Trump in 2020. Again, this is stuff that you got to consider because as they're asking these folks, if you don't think your candidate's going to win, will you go to the polls? And uh, Biden was 10% underwater. That means 32% of voters agreeing he would probably beat Trump, but 42% saying he probably would lose. Warren faced, uh, fared even worse at 16% underwater. 28% thought she would probably win. 44% thought she would probably lose, while Sanders brought up the rear on this one at 17% underwater, as 29% of voters thought he would probably win, but 46% thought he would probably lose. And in just a note, uh, Senator Harris lagged far behind the top three candidates at a whopping 24% underwater voters 45 and older these are the people that typically will go to the polls clearly preferred trump to the democrats 46 percent of those aged 45 to 64 
gave him a favorable rating, while 54% of those over 65 felt the same way. Think about that. These are the people who make up the majority of people who go to the polls. They're paying attention right now. And 54% of those uh, 65 or older support the president. 46% of those 45 to 64. Biden's numbers were 39% and 42%. Sanders were 34% and 33%. And Warren, 35 and 33. That means, if you look at this, Biden was almost... 10% under uh, Trump with those aged 45 to 64 and was 12 points under those 65 and older. Sanders was, what we got here? I'm doing math in my head. We look 12 points under 45, 64 and 13 points under uh, as far as uh, 65 and over with Warren being 11 points, uh, 45, 64, and a total of 21 points, 65 and older. Now, younger uh, voters skewed harder to the left. Sanders got 53% of voters aged 18 to 29, 45% of those aged 30 to 44. Warren were 48% and 44. Biden's were 41 and and 37, while Trump's were 35 and 36. The fact that older voters skewed towards Trump is significant considering that the poll found that they are paying far more attention to the election than younger voters. 70% of voters over 65 said they were paying some attention or a lot of attention to the election, 65% of voters aged 45 to 64 felt the same way, while only 53% of voters younger than 45 said they were even paying any attention at all. Another interesting factoid for you, despite the fact that all of their leading uh, candidates trailed Trump and there are a plethora of other candidates behind them doing even worse when asked if they were satisfied with the Democratic candidates running for president, 85% of Democrats said yes. In addition, 63% of Democrats said they were more interested in the candidate who could defeat Trump than one who agreed with them on most issues. That's uh, the kind of breakdowns that you really want to look at when you're looking at poll numbers. Our coming up, uh, we'll have some special guests in. Uh, Energy specialists are coming in. I'm going to tell you how to save money on air conditioning and more importantly on your heating as we get into the colder weather here in the area and we'll talk about how you can do that here on the dave ellswick show news is next i'll be back in about seven minutes the best plans laid by mice and men sometimes do not happen and our guests today for whatever reason are not able to make it today so during this hour This is what's called, you got to punt. You go back to plan B and look for some things that you can talk about. And I have come up with uh, some stuff uh, about that. And to do that, I'm just kind of looking there. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, 
I'm looking over at John. John, put your headphones on, buddy. You're going to be called in to help me out here, bud. Need your help. And because of a, a conversation that we had earlier, this is why you should never talk to me at any time, because if you say something to me, it can instantly become fodder on my show to talk about. I walked in today, and I was talking to John, because last night I went and saw uh, the movie uh, It Chapter 2. And for you who are thinking about, well, do I want to go see it? Do I not want to go see it? Is it any good? I'll tell you this. It's very good. It's an excellent movie. Uh, If you like horror, uh, it pays off big time. it's It's got some very, very interesting scenes in it that are uh, very good. It, all except, for, you know, there's a, a scene right at the very beginning of the movie where the, uh, I guess, the director and writers had to uh, show their the proof that they are woke, all right? So I won't tell you what the scene is about. You'll figure it out when you see it, but uh, they had to, they have to show that they're woke, and, and uh, that scene uh, is the only... I think really bad part of the whole movie. Uh, the movie, other than that, at times borders on perfection. This really, really, really good. They, they have, you know, Stephen King is not an easy author to translate the film. There's a lot of the dialogue that goes on in his books. If, if you've read it, goes on in people's minds. And it's very hard to write a script about what a person's thinking. Uh, they did an excellent job of that in the, in it chapter two. If you remember when you saw chapter one, it was all about these kids, the Losers Club, and about a clown named Pennywise who was terrorizing a town called Deary and uh, terrorizing it by uh, eating its children, basically. And they defeat the clown at the end of the movie. However, they did not kill whatever this entity is that was the clown. And you remember that they each cut their hands and 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 shook, and shook each other's hands and uh, made a pledge that they would come back in 27 years if Pennywise showed up like they thought he would and would put him to death. They would defeat him forever. Pick up chapter two. You got kids that are 27 years older now out doing their own thing. Uh, the actors that they have uh, chosen to, to portray the uh, the kid actors in the first uh, movie are very good. You got McElroy playing uh, Bill. You got Bev being played by Jessica Chastain. You got Heather playing uh, Richie. You got, I mean, the, the casting is fantastic. It is right on. They, uh, the way they did their makeup and things like that, you know, their hair design, that type of stuff, makes them kind. Uh, they, when you look at them, you can see the kids in them. And the way that the movie starts off is that, they show you each one grown up, 
and you will notice immediately from the the storylines that went on in the first movie how those things that happened to them and I'm not talking about just Pennywise here. I'm talking about other things that happened, uh, happen, uh, and have changed their life for the the better and for the worse. And uh, that's a great part of the movie in and of itself. Uh, as you move into the horror part of the movie, uh, there are some scenes that will make you very, very uncomfortable. I'll just tell you that right now. I... I really liked it. Now, I will tell you that one of the running gags in the movie is Bill, who has gone on to be a great science, uh, horror writer uh, like a la Stephen King, who makes a cameo in this movie. And for once makes a cameo that I thought he did a good job in doing the acting in it uh, was was interesting in that they keep complaining that he doesn't know how to write the ending to a book. And that's one of the main uh, things that people have complained about King over the years is that when you get to the end of his books, the ending a lot of times is just kind of like not, uh, what do you say? Uh, when you get to it, it it's it's not it's, it doesn't pay off. Not so, satisfying. Yeah, it doesn't pay off. It doesn't have a payoff. So they play that all the way through uh, this movie, and I will tell you it plays off in the ending of the movie. I, I, the, the, big, the big big scene at the very end of the movie I didn't think paid off uh, the way it should have, but uh, it was okay. Uh, the very end of the movie, and please stay for the very end of the movie. There's not additional scenes or anything, but you might start getting your stuff together if you're not, it's over with. Well, watch to the very end because what happens at the very beginning will be explained to you at the, at the very end. So you'll, you'll want to be there. I gave it four and a half stars. I gave chapter one, five stars. Uh, I don't think you can be better than the initial movie typically. And in this case, it, it, it couldn't either. There are some uh, places where the movie drags, but uh, other than that, it's pretty good. And that woke scene at the very at the very beginning uh, wasn't necessary. It's almost three hours long. It is rated R. It is rated R for a reason. If you have kids and you're saying, "Well, I'll take them because I read the book," do not. It uh, this movie is not for a kid that's you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. You're looking for a kid that's seventeen, eighteen years old or very mature 16-year-old uh, uh, kid. I highly recommend it. If it's the first time you're taking a lady out on dates, guys, don't take her to this one, though. <laughs> I'm just telling you. All right. So I warned you, all right? It's a good movie, though. And now what's the next one I'm waiting for? Two weeks, Rambo Last Blood. All right. Because I'm a Rambo lover. John, we were talking and I was bringing up about this, and you were telling me, and I knew that you did your own uh, your own podcast. I knew about that. Mm -hmm. First of all, why don't you explain what you do on your podcast? Well, what I have, the easy explanation is a network of smaller podcasts and a couple of large ones to showcase what I do. So I have 
smaller podcasts to showcase the various works. And the largest one I do is a news review of the week podcast. It's a long podcast that goes there and another ones that go through there. So there's many of them and it'll take a long time to kind of explain them all. Okay. So the big one. The big one. This is an overview of the news of the week. This it is. I have a website and I have um, social media sites attached to it where every 50 minutes or so we post a different link from different stories and different sources. And as people see them, they react to them. And at the end of the week, we tally up the score and go with the top 10 stories per the people. Oh, that's world. cool. They do. And so so I don't I, I say I play, let me stop you there. Mm-hmm. You said you heard him right over the world. So you got people from all other countries getting in. on. We this. have a lot of response. We have a lot of response from Australia, a lot of response from Europe, a lot of response from, from South America. Um, we, we pull stories from different sources, um, different world sources as well. And if there's a large disaster, we'll pull those out there. if They're trending and people pick up on them. So we get a lot of responses from around the world. So, Very interesting. Mm hmm. I always knew you had it in you. I always told you that. You're going well, to make a great talk show host, and you're getting there, aren't you? Until I can get somebody to pay me Dave Ellswick money, <laughs> then I yeah, think, then I, think I may, I may believe Ellswick that. Money. You don't want Dave Ellswick money. You know what that would get you. That would get you what happened to me at the other station. <laughs> and that happened to you later. Yes. So Okay, so bottom line mm-hmm. is, is, is this. So, tell you know, did you just do uh, the latest podcast here recently? I did, and um, while wrapping up, getting ready for here, I posted it, I edited it, and it is um, online now. So um, uh, can I can I talk yes, about a little go. bit? Yes, go. So if you go to the website, thisisaconversation.com, the podcast has changed names, but essentially it's the wrap-up show podcast. It's the first posting there, and it's uh, right now about an hour long. We're trying to trim it up to do some things with it. But it's an hour where I'll go through the top 10 stories and then I'll go through um, what the very bottom story of the listing, explain where it is. And then I go to some stories that didn't quite make the list, some that were kind of big, but not in the top 10. And so that's why it takes a long time. And we're working on I used to do interviews and have a news trivia game part that takes forever to schedule. So once my schedule opens up again, we'll expand that. And hopefully I'll get you to play that game as well. Yeah, so. I- I'd be interested. But it's um, it's right now. If you go to thisistheconversation.com or look for This Is The Conversation on whatever your podcasts are, you should be able to find it. It's called The Weekly Wrap-Up Show, and we just posted up there a couple hours ago for the week ending tomorrow, the 7th of September. Okay, so now I'll let you be a drug dealer and Uh-oh. have you to give us a little taste. A little taste. Yeah, what are some of the stories that you take on? Well, some of the stories that I took on this week, we had a lot of Dorian and what, no, I bet. And what we usually do is because a lot of times you have a story that will 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 update itself. And most time in horror came stories, they'll update themselves. So what we usually do is we add those stories together and make them what we'll call the super story mm-hmm. and just go with the later headline and say explain that this story advanced through the week. We had so many distinct stories on Dorian. Number one of them were um, when we thought it was going to hit Miami and hit Florida hard. Uh, Miami decided they were going to take the scooters that were in the town and lock them up so that they wouldn't be flying around and breaking things when this hurricane came. And maiming a person or something. Exactly. So okay. that was one of the stories in Dorian. Another one was the initial hit on the Bahamas when this, the death toll was like at one, when now it's at 20 and it's they're expecting to go higher than that. Another one uh, from Dorian related was, um, I'm scanning right now, um, when it said it was going to reach the Carolinas as well. So Dorian 
took up about four or five different ones throughout the listing, doing a quick scan right there. The big story of the week, I'll just go ahead and do it there. The the three big stories of the week, number three was the the scooters in Miami. They decided they're pulling them off the streets. Okay. The number two story was the stabbing of Sirhan Sirhan from earlier in the week. So that happened in um, wow. su- Sunday in, in jail. I didn't hear about that. And that's kind of the thing that brought up a lot of stuff because he is 75 this thing, the, the the he killed Kennedy about sixty years ago. Sixty eight. Yeah, so um, so it, or fifty years ago. Yeah. Ma- math in my head, you know. So it's this is something that people don't don't think about these things as history in in real time. This yeah, is something Sir that Han, was real Sir history. Assass- assassinated Senator Robert Kennedy, uh, who is running for the uh, Democratic nomination to run for president. Uh, in L.A., Rosie Greer was there, and mm-hmm. a lot of other famous Hollywood people were there, and shot him uh, in the hallway right outside the kitchen and right. killed him. It was like the day after he won the, the California nomination. Yeah. And so this is something that is beyond me because it happened before I was alive, but it's recent history. That, that was come, 15, buddy. That, yeah, it comes all back to back to life right now. A lot of history professors get a chance to talk about presidential history and assassination history and the Kennedys and things like that. And the number one story this week was the uh, Kevin Hart um, crash. Yeah, and he his was injuries. a terrible accident. Mm-hmm. And, so it, and that was, of course, his friend was driving his uh, brand new Barracuda, brand new to him, I should say. Yeah. He just bought it for himself for his birthday. His friend was driving it. They had another passenger in the car, and they flipped it off of a ravine. And um, uh, the driver and Kevin Hart were seriously act- injured. Another woman was in the car. She wasn't injured very well, but uh, a, a lot drew up from that. He's going to have like a few months of rehab from yeah, this accident. Yeah, they said he was really hurt. Mm-hmm. Is this not going to affect any of his uh, movies that he's got coming out, Jumanji and all that? Or is well, all, that's all been those wrapped, things that are right? wrapped. I know um, there was a story about um, Dwayne Johnson came off his honeymoon to do an, an appearance for Kevin Hart somewhere uh, within the weekend. So that, that happened. He came off, did that appearance, and went there. And his wife, um, after a couple of days, basically said, he's going to be fine. He just, you know, he's, he's going to be, calm it's down. It's our anniversary. He's, he's, Get in here. He, he'll be okay. okay. So, uh, so, um, so that's, so that's there. So we don't know the full extent until he gets a chance to tell you know, us, tell us and come around. But for the most part, they're expecting, I think a number I saw was around four months of rehab just to be, wow. just be normal. But wow. from all practical purposes, he's, he's fine. The last tweet I saw on that was, never been in this much pain. That was the last one I saw, so I can only imagine his injuries. Did they go into what his injuries were or anything? Uh, it was a lot of back stuff. It, was, um, it wasn't he a lot. He broke his spine or something. Something like that. It basically, it, they, it went down a pretty bank. Um, I have to look into the article and see if I can, I can pull it up and see where it is. But it's a um, pretty famous uh, uh, road uh, where they – they rolled it off of um, Mulholland Drive or Mulholland, something. Yeah, Mulholland Drive. I'm looking for it right here. Yeah, Mulholland, yeah, Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. And, yeah, um, that's so, a twisty t- road up in the Hollywood Hills. You go off one of those, you can go a long way down before you into bottom. So one of the lucky things is they found him pretty early, but it was 12:45 local time when it happened, so it was relatively late. No traffic, no no other people involved in it, but you just. That's enough to deal with on their own. So that Somebody was, was driving too fast. So and there there was no word of alcohol or drugs or anything in, in that end, just taking the, the turn too fast in a car that's known for having some issues yeah. in those sorts of situations. 
and that just turned into a terrible accident. But for the most part, all involved, they're still fine. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. I'm going to talk more with John. This opened up to be much more interesting than I even thought it would be. Not to say that John's not an interesting guy, because he is. That's why he's going to fill in for my show uh, here in a couple of weeks while I'm out on vacation. You'll get to hear him uh, talk from uh, his perspective, which is always an interesting one. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. we got a break. It's 24 after 4. I'm late. Here's your uh, here's the, the people who are making this show possible. All right, we just got a couple of minutes to go before we get to the bottom of the hour, so I'm going to come. I'm going to hold on John for a moment. Pick it up after the news. I want to talk to him a little bit more about this whole podcast. Just give him the address again, John. Where do they go? This is the conversation dot com. This is the conversation dot com. All right, story for you here, real quickly. Kind of catches me off guard. Downtown Little Rock. Uh, Lunch Staple closed its doors abruptly after decades of having a presence here in Little Rock. Frankie's Cafeteria posted signs outside its location in the region's bank building yesterday indicating that the eatery would be shutting down. Bill Dickinson runs a barber shop right next to the location and, like many other people, was surprised to learn the news. Quote, if you notice, most of the people over there are old people like myself, Dickinson says, and they like to go to a cafeteria and sit down and eat. The cafeteria-style restaurant started as a donut shop in Little Rock in 1919, according to Frankie's uh, website. Inside Frankie's West Little Rock location, old photos show a Frankie's restaurant sign posted near 4th and Broadway downtown. Times have changed. Kids uh, don't eat at cafeterias anymore, Dickinson says. Management has not yet explained the reasoning for uh, Frankie's downtown closure. Tenants in the region's bank building told uh, uh, the folks that wrote this story, Frankie's was open on Wednesday, but announced it would be closing for good after Wednesday's hours. But Frankie's Cafeteria will continue to operate two other locations in Central Arkansas. You know about the one in West Little Rock on Rodney Parham and the one in Conway continues to be open as well. Time. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. John Payne has turned into my my guest here this hour because of a earlier conversation uh, that we had. And so, again, people should go to? They go to thisisaconversation.com for, my, I guess, my showcase podcast, which is the This Is a Conversation weekly wrap-up show. And every week I wrap up the news based on what the people out there who follow the social media trends on Facebook, you go to look for This Is a Conversation. And on Twitter, it's TH underscore conversation. And as you just check your normal feed, you look and see what we have going on, and if something in there interests you, you respond to it, and the more engagement it gets, likes, loves, shares, whatnots, the higher score they get. I put them all into a spreadsheet that, that evens them out and gives them a raw score. And I get um, – this week we had a 207 distinct different posts, mm-hmm. and I always go through the top 10 posts, the posts at the very bottom, and then the, the posts at 11 through 15 that were barely there to kind of tell you what stories were still kind of big, but not the bigger ones. And it helps me stretch to 
show a little bit. Okay, so you're telling me that uh, Australia has uh, found a, a place of love for your show, huh? There are a lot of stories, and a lot of it comes from the sources. I say I get sources. Basically, any internet news site, whether it's semi-reputable to one of the, the mainstream ones, sure. if it's an interesting headline, I'll drop it out there. And a lot of things come into our feeds and the apps I use from ABC in Australia, the Australian Broadcasting Company, because it just sees ABC. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then so a lot of things will pop up there. It'll be really interesting. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Pop it in there. And because I've done a lot of those things and because I do a lot of it goes all night long. I put stories in the middle of the night, our time, which is other times, other places. Right. It gets a lot of places there. So one of the bigger stories from a while back was a snake that a that was in someone's pool. <laughs> Someone and someone um called to get it exterminated. It had like some extreme number, like five hundred ticks on it, and so it was just this, the snake with all these ticks on a it, a bunch of ticks on. And then you know, so they called the exterminator. The the guy picked it up and it took the pictures of it, and that was just one of the most weirder stories. And it got a lot of response there as well. Oddly enough, every time an Australia soap a, a soap opera actress dies, and I put it out there. That gets a lot of response. I, I'm not sure why. Uh, stories like that um, <laughs> pop up as well. So, so a lot of stuff coming from Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand, which is um, mostly because English speaking. I'm guessing. Yeah. And we do a lot of randomish celebrity stuff as well. So that picks up as, as well. A lot of a lot of boy band stuff too gets a lot of love. You as you suspect. Okay. How about do you get very much over from England? I mean, you got. The Sun and all the other newspapers over there, you would think that perhaps you pick up quite a bit from there, too. They they love their gossip over there. We do extensive Royals coverage um, from stuff over there. So if it's a Royal story, <laughs> I, I talk, I, it pops up. Well, they'll love that in Australia as well. Exactly. If something pops up trending that's even as something that I don't think is even remotely interesting, is kind of like, yeah, whatever. We'll pop it up there. So anytime we put something up there about um, the the I guess the third or fourth generation, the the little tykes now that picks up as well. A lot of the kerfuffle with Meghan Markle and that's popping yeah. up as well. Um, the Queen, the Queen is, is a big deal with things like that. Um, and they um, they had a quite a time when I when Trump had his last visit over there because we we sprinkled in things strategically because we knew he was a big deal. So we sprinkled in things strategically so that we would have things covered up. And it turned into um, a whole lot going on with what was going there. So that was something that, that was really interesting. But over, yeah, but overseas, yeah, we, we, we do as much as we can um, because it's it's a 24-hour thing. And every 50 minutes we drop in a link. So I'm basically at some point in time before I go to bed, I am just stuffing it with things just to, to make it go. And it's amazing what we'll pick up at, you know, 2 in the morning our time, which is, wide awake time on the other side of the world okay for the folks listening to the show they did not see this yes my my wife just came in and brought me my glasses because i forgot them at home today where did i forget them at were they in the bathroom you don't know where they were she doesn't (laughs) i don't think she wants to that one well she doesn't want to say anything because she don't really heard but uh for you who were watching on the uh the live shot that we do on the dave ellswick show on facebook Yes, that was Linda coming in here, the luscious Linda bringing in my uh, my glasses to me so I could see again. Because I've got 
a mild headache right now reading stories and uh, not being able to make out the print very well he actually so. warned us that um we'd have to do some of this stuff for him and then he yep. went ahead and read stuff anyway so we just kind of went okay i guess yeah. he's gonna suffer through it well hey now you've used we in this story you've been telling me we yeah you've used we who else is working with you on this well, we're trying to expand it so it sounds like we're a larger operation, so therefore we is used in, in, in that context. But <laughs> it is it is mostly me. I like that. Okay. Uh, there, I do have some I do have some um some friends and cohorts in the process. Okay. I do have I do have input put in from other other podcasters, other news people. I send things out back and forth for responses. So it's not necessarily a, an all 100% me act activity. Okay, cool. it's, not, it's not all my thoughts because I'm always getting input on things. But as far as producing it, uh, getting it done, getting it put together, it's a it's a I call it a labor of love that is an actual labor at times. So it's me doing all the hard, heavy work, getting it done. And it's something that's grown over about three and a half years since the wow. concept it came it, it came to be and grew into about six months, eight months into that the hour-long deal that it is, and then... So where did this come from? I mean, you just were sitting around uh, having a a gin and tonic and uh, decided that you wanted to do this? Well, I was was a bit frustrated at the other place uh, with with duties going on where I was doing a lot of the the hands-on stuff, which I do love, but because I was doing a lot of that stuff, I didn't have as much time, or basically any time, long form on the air for anything. Okay. So and I didn't and didn't and the big thing was if and, I and that's what you wanted to do. and that's what I wanted to do and but I understand what it takes to get things done but the big issue was I could find time to record something but I couldn't find time to write anything mm. so so the idea of outsourcing it to the world turned into what it was and it took a while to turn it into something that was coherent I tried to do something that was more localized more individualized more specialized. And it was hard to do, so it just turned into I just shotgun out news to the world and what anybody wants to talk to. Because after a while, you know me, I watch CNN all day long. Yeah. And after about an hour and a half, they're repeating the same stories for Always. the next six yeah. hours. So same thing with Drudge. So so, so basically, they're playing the heavy hits to keep people engaged. And so there's always things that are out of place, and because the way the media focuses, and we can argue about why they're focused on things all day long what they focus on that what stays as the breaking news stories there's so many other interesting stories going on and important things on a local level i just throw out things bits and pieces some big some little and we see what response comes up interesting it's interesting john it's uh, i i highly commend you for what you've done that's very very cool what you're doing you're going to have to get you got to get yourself a hat man you're going to be the new drudge I mean, seriously, what you're doing is is a takeoff on Drudge, but I like the way you do it more because he's the driver of news stories, and you're letting the people be the driver of the news stories. And it, I, 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 that's an interesting thought on that because it is a it's a news aggregation, but Drudge Report is actually something that's I'll say a bit more organized towards getting people getting their news what they're looking for this is not of this is the news that you need to have right now in fact it's really based on what's trending what's out right now and unfairly sometimes putting some stories out there that are big right now and placing them a little bit later and just putting little stories in the way because like i said i i, I don't do i don't 
I don't just stack them on top of each other. I spread them out over time. So mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes like a story takes a couple days for to go viral and people to talk about it across the nation. Right. Sometimes a story I'll see instantly and think is interesting. I'll pop it up and I'll have no real value. But then later on, it gets everywhere, and I've already did it, so it's sort of lost its chance of, to to fight for whatever's there unless people come back to it. So I, I'm kind of thinking that the story that probably caught you off guard the most is the snake with the, the ticks on it. I mean, why would people get so, you know, caught up about a snake that was in somebody's pool, and when they pulled it off, it had a bunch of ticks on it? The picture, if you saw the picture, I'll see if I can pull up the story from way back but if you saw the picture of it it's just one of those just weird eerie things that you would just kind of look at go and kind of pass on but it's if everybody it would does that then it gets a reaction that's just one that um that just literally jumped on my my, my head when you talked about from australia was that that was one that was there that's and interesting it was, just, it was interesting i know it wasn't anything shocking or necessarily newsworthy but you know somebody had to fill a block somewhere in australia and they took this picture of the snake and made a story out of it and it turned into a phenomenon over there and i saw it in the feed it turned into a, a big deal that week when i did that one okay so you put this together over the course of a week how many hours to prepare for your show for whatever week Every couple of hours, I'll go to the phone, I'll look on different sites and different apps, and I'll set some stories ahead of time. And if things do break, I'll come in and sometimes I'll update it by putting the newer story in and shift things around. So all day, I'm basically on the phone looking at stories, just as if I'm reading it anyway, but Mm -hmm. but also kind of sorting them out. So I do that all day, five, seven days a week. And if I can do it way ahead of time, when I go to bed, I'll do enough so that it's goes all the way to when I get up in the morning. Wow. So in the, what I'm trying to do now is get up in the morning and do a recap of the stories for the day, and that's working to various things. And for the actual podcast, I get up on Friday morning uh, around 5, 5.30. I will pull the data from Facebook and Twitter. So that's the cutoff for the date. Mm-hmm. I stack them up so that half of the stories are, are weighted out even. And if something trails off, I'll trim trim them off so the right same amount of stories do the all the broadcasts, do all the all the ca- calculations, come up with a list, uh, and it'll give me the top to bottom, and then I just make sure that there's that I check for double stories, I check for bad stories, I check for bad results, come up with my script, which is based on my list of stories, and then I'll go eat breakfast, get ready, do some stuff, read over so I have an idea what's going on, and then from about um seven thirty eight o'clock to about ten o'clock in the morning, I'm recording the pieces of the pieces plus all the spots and all the, the shout outs and little pieces, pieces in there. So it takes about two hours if I'm on a good run to record an hour-ish long program. Pretty cool. John Payne, you don't amaze me because I've always known how smart you are. And uh, I like that you were tired with what you had been given to do and decided to do what you wanted to do. Good job, man. Thank you. All right. Let's get a break in. When I come back, Antonio Brown is going to play for the Raiders on Monday, even though he called the the GM a cracker. We'll tell you about it when we come back. All right. Back with you. 
Uh, new story coming up from uh, Yahoo Sports. This came out just about three hours ago, so I'm just getting time to come to it right now. When news came yesterday that the Oakland Raiders were planning to suspend receiver Antonio Brown for the team's Monday night opener against the Denver Broncos, and it wasn't immediately followed by news that he was, in fact, suspended, uh, some sports writers started getting uh, suspicious. Now, as the hours passed and Friday dawned, and Brown still hadn't been suspended, it seemed unlikely he actually would be. Sure enough, today, this afternoon, after reports of, quote, an emotional apology in front of the team from Brown, uh, Coach John Gruden told media that Brown will, in fact, play on Monday. Look, Gruden and general manager Mike Maylock uh, can run Oakland however they see fit. But anyone that has parented a preschooler knows that Brown's apology wasn't because he's truly sorry. It was because he stood to lose something that he wanted. In this case, the $30 million in guaranteed money he hasn't yet received from the Raiders. But if you let Brown do everything he's done that we know of, I mean, we're talking about the helmet and and all of the rest of it, over the last few weeks without any real repercussions, do you really expect things to get better? You know, I, I agree with that. Brown is a tremendous football player. You know, bottom line, he's a tremendous uh, football player. But I have to tell you, he's one of those type of people that can be more trouble than he's worth. He might deliver a few big plays for you uh, out on the field uh, from time to time. However, if he's a problem in the locker room and a problem away from the game and there's always some kind of negativity or, or uh, you know, craziness going on around him, it can draw the team's focus from what they're trying to do, in this case, to win football games, and uh, to just his antics. So it'll be up to Gruden, and it's going to be up to the GM to uh, make up their mind where that line is, that if he crosses it, his uh, worth to the team is not worth the hassle. And it will be interesting to see if 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 that happens and when that happens. I, I don't even think it's a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. And, uh, you know, when you get these, these players with so much money, you know, I guess they feel like, you know, if it's guaranteed, you can tell, you know, the, the owner, you can tell the organization to stick it and not worry about it. You know, maybe uh, in Brown's case, he does this, quote, emotional air quotes around that apology to the team. You know, once he gets to the point where that $30 million is in his pocket, what happens then? Now, that's for, the, that's for Mike uh, 
Mayock and uh, John Gruden figure out. I, I would not want to be uh, in their in their positions. All right, coming up in the next hour, Gary Murphy is going to be here. We're going to talk guns. I'm going to talk about his gun shows that are coming up. And, man, I got questions. I got questions that have Walmart in them. I got questions that have Kroger in them. I got all kinds of questions here when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. <laughs> all right, let's finish it up. Last hour of a Friday and week show here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, it's always good to finish it up with a friend in the studio. Kerry Murphy is here, and, of course, he's got a gun show coming up. We want to talk about that. But. Uh, you know, guns have been in the news, if you haven't noticed, in the last few weeks. <laughs> a few days. And so we, we're going to take some time to, to discuss uh, that as well and uh, looking forward to it. And, Kerry, thanks for making the time for us and making an hour for me here because I know you're getting ready to get things going uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah, everybody's loading in right now. They started, supposed to start at noon to 8, and everybody shows up about 10, you know. So yeah. we got uh, over 380 tables packed full of guns, knives, ammo, archery. I mean, scuba guns. If you're going scuba diving, you want a scuba gun? We got that there this time. Dude, we, you know what? You're giving leftists a nervous breakdown right now. <laughs> guns, 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 yeah. baby. Yeah. AR-15 and pistols. Oh, How about no. that? AR-15. Hey, we're going to have 9-millimeter rounds. We have ammo. Come get all your ammo needs as at a, the AGCC gun show at the Holla Industry this weekend. I got to ask you because it makes me laugh being a vet myself. But you're a uh, you're a Marine, okay? And it's got to make you laugh to hear political candidates say weapons of war. Oh, our assault weapons. Are, well, you got to have the same. We can't have the same kind as the military does. Well, I'm telling you right now, you military don't. Military style. It, it, you can't. You don't have rapid on your AR. It's not a. It's not a three round burst. It's not automatic. You don't have Mark 19 uh, grenade launch machine guns. <laughs> we don't have tow missiles. My gosh, if the military wanted to wipe us out, they could. Yeah. But it, it gives us a chance, a bunch of all these whiny crybaby socialists. Yeah, uh, I just I the, the whole weapons of war. I do. It makes me. It makes me laugh. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, my watch talking to me. <laughs> Your phone talks to you, and you watch my watch. Now, if I'm you, not getting my steps in, back? it tells me if I'm. Yeah, I tell her to shut up. You know what? But, <laughs> but I, I'm like, what the? You know, she starts telling me I can't find that number. You that's walk a trouble. More. Now that's a trouble. Now if if you start talking to it and trying to carry on a conversation, that's not good. <laughs> Well, it, it's uh, it needs to tell me where you can find your ammo, and that's uh, down yeah. Now you may want to know that. Grounds. Yeah, find that. But let's talk about that because you know Walmart says we're not going to sell long what short, short rifle. rifle. They're not. What gonna, they, what's a short rifle bullet? Well, I think they're talking uh, nine millimeters, forty fives, anything with a handgun. Okay, that's um, a pistol. That's yeah, not a rifle. Well. They also, what started happening was they took AR platforms yeah. and started making them into pistols. You drop the stock oh, okay. and, you, and you're and you shooting two, two, three, five, five, six stuff out of a, a pistol top. And then by the time you put the barrel on the end and all, you've basically got just a little mini AR. Right. I mean, it's still one shot every time you pull the trigger. Um, but 
you know, you can pull the trigger fast even on a, another one, and they keep saying that. I can pull trigger fast on nine millimeter, really. Yeah, and but they're going to do away with handguns, and uh, that I understand. This what I try. Right. Stop carrying handguns and stop carrying ARs. They're going to carry shotguns and rifles. Well, let me tell you something. If you're a hunter and outdoorsman out there, I'm telling uh, you know, go somewhere else. Come to the gun show and buy it. Go yeah. to go to the Bass Pro Shop. Go to Academy. Go somewhere else where you can. I'm not. Well, what's the local gun shop over there off of 67167? Uh, Fort Smith. Is that who that is? That has, that has their own gun shop? Oh, you're talking that? about. Um, um, Fort um, Fort Thompson. Fort Thompson. Yeah, go to Fort yeah, Thompson. Fort Thompson. Man. There's all kinds of small mom and pop shops. That's not the problem. That that gives them more business. That's good. Yeah, uh, the gun shows. That's good. You come buy what you needs you need. The problem is when Walmart starts doing it, it's like, oh, okay, it's okay for everybody to do it. It's like a green light for the activists to even dig in more. They, you know, my opinion is they do not. It's not about stopping one or two types of guns. It's about the camel getting his nose under the tent and stopping it all because their end game is zero guns, buy back, confiscate, arrest. Well, they already you, said. And socialism. All That's of them. it. All of They're, them have all and, said there's going to be a buyback if they get, if, if they get uh, elected. And you know as well as I do, Carrie. A buyback is not a voluntary thing. It is a mandatory no, thing. No, they're going to buy it. No. And then, you know, they're going to spend your taxpayer monies to buy it back. And are they going to pay you what you paid for it? Because no, no. all of them are different prices. Yeah. And then when they pay you, you hear about these, what kills me is when California and them do buybacks, and you have these guys buying rusted ones that don't even work. And they go buy some piece of junk for fifty bucks. Take it up there and get four or five hundred dollars from somebody on taxpayer money for a, a rust bucket just because they're buying. Oh, I'm saying that's just good back. business. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> well, why do you go pick up scrap iron? Go pick up guns. Yeah, you know? right. But they, the end game is to take them all away. I that's had it. I had a laugh. We had a caller from uh, Florida who had been a, a police officer in New York, and I, I've been trying to tell people there have been buybacks of guns in the United States for decades. And uh, up in New York, he said, you'd bring in like a, a little twenty two or something, and they, they, they'd give you like a, a, a certificate to Pizza Hut for a free pizza. And people would give up their gun for that. Nah, not, not, now, I've had I this stuff with the Walmart and all, and then it starts rolling downhill, just like you saw Kroger, then you saw CVS, and you're going to see more because they think Walmart does it, it's corporate, then everybody. It, it starts the ball rolling in the in the direction they want. Did you know CVS even sold? Ammo? Ammo? No. I, but they don't. They, they're I, saying I no you can't, idea. They're saying you can't open carry. Oh, yeah, that's what they're saying. They're saying that's you right. can't open carry, and Kroger's open Okay, I personally don't. I've got my concealed carry. Uh, so when I do that, I have it concealed. And so I, but I'm not opposed to people open carrying police. Do it. When somebody's walking down in plain clothes, you know, first thing I'm like, oh, it's a detective or something. I just go about my business. Yeah. If he's not fidgety, sweating and looking like some drug addict wanting to take somebody <laughs> out, I just ignore him. But I've been around guns a lot in the military and also I'm used to it. You go to the chow line, everybody's got the AR on their back. Yeah. Now, I don't support some yahoo taking an AR, throwing it on his back, and walking through Walmart shopping for grapes and apples. And, and doing it just 
To provoke. To provoke people. And That's get them not all what scared. you want to do. And this is, this is the end result for that behavior. Yeah. Now, carrying it on your hip for your self-protection and going in, that's one thing. But flaunting it in front of people and to try to make them throw you in jail to be notoriety. Oh, look what they did to me. Mm-hmm. I'm a YouTube star. Yeah. This is what's happening. And the more and more that happens, that's what's they're going to take more and more away. And we've got to fight, and and you got to stand up now. There's no time to be sitting on the sidelines and, and yelling at the TV. You better get in the voter box. You better start uh, uh, combating these moms demand action crap that's going on. The red coats, as I call. Oh them. man, I mean, they tried to take our red coats. Tried to take our guns when we tried to first form this nation. Now they're back. Trying to take our guns again. If they were if they were promoting stuff like mental health for teenage, you know, and stuff uh, that would help uh, alleviate people, kids that have problems, and and for whatever reason, whether it's from uh, their abuse childhood or whatever. abuse, right? You know what? The, Crenshaw, I think he said it, or somebody said it. It's basically you. You just don't have God in your lives and love anymore. The fam- It's not only family unit. It's it's respecting yourself and others. You don't you don't if you don't care about anybody else in your family, why are you going to care what happens to them? You know, it's and and you just go down that path. And and it's not all about video games. I don't believe that. Nope. I I, I think it it stems from more. But um, if they were promoting, let's fix that problem. Let's work with kids. Then I'd be behind. I'd, I'd you know I'd support some of their stuff. Yeah, but that's but not not, what it's about. not red flag. Laws. No. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're saying if you want to put more money into uh, treatment, upfront treatment, you can talk to me about that. There was a Marine that uh, I saw, I don't remember where, Oregon. And uh, so there's... We've done that story this week. Okay. So he he said if Antifa gets violent and hurts somebody, uh, I'll slaughter them. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. They don't train you in the Marine Corps to not fight. You got to stand up for the Constitution. But when they tell you to fight, you're there for blood. You don't. You don't. You're not in the. You're not in the Marines to uh, pat somebody on the back and say, "Let's go to jail." Wait, wait, wait. You don't go and spank them. No, no, no. That's not what it's about. You don't just tap them on the wrist. <laughs> they teach you unconditional fear. They make you jump from high places and things you would never do because they want you to think you're. I've told you un- that story about. Uh, Jody, uh, oh, what? Well, yeah, the guy that was with Carter, uh, when they got ready to go do the, uh, you know, get the uh, hostages out of Iran, mm-hmm. and they were uh, they were down in the uh, war room, and uh, Beckwith was down there. Colonel Beckwith was there, who started Delta. If you don't know, do some history. Anyway, bottom line, he was there giving them a rundown of what was going to happen. It was land in the desert. They were going to jump off from the desert, land in Tehran, unload some uh, some Jeeps outside the city, drive the Jeeps in, 30 cows on it, go over the walls, get the, uh, the prisoners, bring them out, put them in, shoot anybody who tried to stop them, get up into the hills. Sigorskis would come in and lift them out, all right? And Jody Powell. That's who it was. Jody Powell asked Beckwith. Swear to God, this is true. Beckwith told me this story. He said, you're going to shoot him? And Beckwith looked him straight in the eye and said, what would you have me do, spank him? 
I mean, I mean think about that for a second. You're going to shoot people that have our people hostage? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the way a politician thinks. And uh, Anyway, that it's coming down to the, the far left and is getting violent and Antifa and the socialists and all. And, that's the terrorist and, group, not the NRA, by right, the way. And if you don't have your self-protection... And you don't. It's it's not just about defense of your family. Pretty soon, it's going to be defense of the Constitution. Yeah, and and you know, and hopefully we can curtail that. But you got to get out and vote. That's where it starts is in the ballot box. You still take your your oath seriously? Oh yeah, to, I, I do. Mean, that's that every that's that's what was getting me. That's what that guy was saying. He was saying if Antifa starts something, I'll finish it. And you don't want to come this way. Well, and then they turn that somebody. Oh, I'm I'm scared and offended. So then they do a red flag law on him and go take his guns. Yeah, and put and, him put him in the VA for twenty days. Yeah, I mean up on the crazy wing. Well, that's what you're trained to do as a marine. And now you have to turn it off when you're not in wartime, right? And you you don't. But if somebody pushes you to a limit, all marines and I've talked to them that there's a limit they have. And if you push them too far, they go back into Marine Corps mode, and then you're in trouble. I don't care how fat and how old they are. <laughs> they they still got the ways. They I still know. know things. So it, Ray Lincoln was that way. But somebody, just like me, I run the gun shows, do yeah. gun shows in three states. And if somebody says, oh, Kerry was driving down the road too fast, and he scared me. He had a gun show sign on the side of his truck. And they turn the, what what – what red flag? He might have now, guns on second. him. Well, yeah, I got Some, guns on him. Has anybody ever said that to you? Somebody posted one time I was driving too fast. <laughs> 60. I was doing 70 on the highway, and they were complaining I was In driving. In 60, 60? Yeah, 60, 65. And, uh, but let I, me my just phone number's on the magnet, so they can call me. Let me tell you something. Kerry was going slow because I do 80. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't really want to say on air how fast I was well, going. I'll tell them if you want to. Hey, if the, pol- the police are listening, want to run my tag, go right ahead. But the bottom line is, is that when I'm on sixty-seven, one sixty-seven, going home, I'm not driving seventy. No, but people can call me. I'm all over the internet. They've got my phone number. But uh, you know, it's the gun shows. It, it, it's it brings families together i grew up hunting my dad taking me to squirrel hunting deer hunting and all that man it was the best times and spending the camping out the God. fire i mean you just can't you can't get that that's family um and i see dads bringing their kids now and it makes a difference you know where they can really bond with their child doing something and and they and it's, you teach them to respect the gun to respect the laws and and behave um you know properly I got to tell you, man, I listen to you talk about that, and I'm just thinking the woke scolds out there are just freaking out. We used to bond over guns. Whoa, 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 what? Yeah. What? Here, here, son, here's your 22. Oh, you get what? one round, you better bring back one what? squirrel. What? Dad, one squirrel. <laughs> here's your shotgun. You, know, you're, you let me go by myself, Dad? You're like 10. Yeah, you go out there, kill your squirrel. Dave Chappelle has come up with the perfect terminology, woke scolds and i'm going to use it from now on here on the dave ellswick show all right so why while while carrie tells me about the gun show i'm going to have him hold up his poster there all right and uh zach is zeroing in so that we can get that up there and you can see it on facebook 
right now on the Dave Ellswick Show. Facebook.com uh, slash Dave Ellswick Show. You find the show and watch it. See the people that are in here. You can just listen to it. doesn't matter. So tell everybody what uh, where is it going to be at, what the times are, the whole nine yards. This is the Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Collectors Club show. It's the oldest since 1955 and the largest in the state of 400 tables. A pack there full. you go. It, and the they're NRA affiliated. Uh, they are, we help youth shooting sports and other you know uh, uh, hunter education, you know shooting education stuff like that, shooting clubs and stuff. Donate money and all of that, and donate money to the NRA. Um, it's held this weekend, Saturday from nine to five, and Sunday from nine to four. And it's at the Arkansas State Fairgrounds in the Hall of Industry. So if you come around there and just come into there, you can see we'll have arrow signs showing you how to get there. And so if you come and you get in the, um, you know, you come in, you can bring a firearm if you want to sell or trade or, or buy one, you know, bring your firearm in if you want to get a sight or something on it. And we zip time safe at the front door. They're unloaded. And then you walk around and uh, you can sell and trade people ask you how much you want for it or what you want to do to it. if you want a holster or something real easy then we go out um you when you come in it's ten dollars admission age 12 and under is free you get two dollar discount for military and police active and retired good so uh support the blue uh if you come saturday you get back in free sunday we stamp you and you get back in so you that's get very cool. two days for ten bucks or eight dollars if you're military or police. So yeah, you can come over Saturday. You said till five, right? Uh, yeah, Saturday from nine to five and Sunday from nine to four. Yeah, everybody's gonna want to watch Razorbacks <laughs> at six thirty anyway. So close now five, yeah. no big deal. But you know, yeah, it won't mess you up at all. Yeah. And then we uh, we give away some door prizes. And, um, you know, I was debating, I, I usually wait till I get to the show, uh, you know, figure out what season. I don't always have it planned. You know, I just pick then. But based on all the stuff that's going on, I'm going to give away an AR-15 this weekend. So right. Hold your thoughts. We're going to go to the news, then we'll be back in AR-15, a weapon of war. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. News is next. All right. All right. We're back. <laughs> Wow, I'm hearing stories that are hard for me to believe that they that goes on. Now you said three three states. Now I knew you were in Texas. Where else are you? Arkansas, Texas, and all over Louisiana. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for you. Shreveport, West Monroe, Monroe, Mandeville. Working on uh, um, Baton Rouge. You're working on New Orleans yet? No, because I'm an hour from New Orleans in um, uh, Mandeville, right okay, across Lake that, that, makes, that makes sense. But. Then. In a year, just this last uh, show, we had the biggest show in Louisiana, 316 tables. So I've now got the biggest show in Louisiana. You have a lot of people show up? Oh, yeah, a couple thousand. But see, they are all telling their friends for the next show. Yeah. They, they wasn't, they're not be used to bigger. the kind of shows we put on. They, they, they were shocked and raving about, man, we got to come. So now uh, it's just going to grow. And people in New Orleans are going to find out, hey, we'll drive an hour to the biggest one in Louisiana. So Okay, so now the question is? They were all excited. Could you even understand what they were telling you? Oh yeah, I used to. I used to live. Uh, uh, my dad had, he you had speak a shop. Cajun? Oh yeah, no man, no. <laughs> hey, you gotta say no after everything. You want to go eat? No. You gonna eat? No. 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 Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I no. I, so I worked down there for a couple of years out of Baton Rouge and Lafayette. All right. So, okay. So congratulations so. on that. You become a the, quite the the entrepreneur. Yeah, we do twenty two a year, right now twenty two shows. Good 
God, that's like uh, one every other week. Yeah. Yeah, some three times in a month. But it's you and we are do a boat, busy. boat and outdoor shows. We do a big one in Monroe that's boat and outdoors. I do that in Texarkana on the Texas side too with boat and outdoors. But this weekend is guns, knives, ammo. Yeah, you're busy. Uh, blow darts. This is the one you want to go to. I mean, seriously. It's, yeah, it's, like it's really it's, nice. And it's stuff for ladies too. I mean, you know, however, you've got handguns in any color you want. You got uh, stun guns. You got. Uh, um, there's other things too, you know, for ladies, if they, if their husband's shopping and they're not really into the guns, there's a Cincy candle lady there. There's some jewelry. There's some other stuff that, you know, they can, they, they can shop with one of their husbands. Yeah. While looking. you're taking care of business, they can go take care of their but business. I'm finding that we really have, uh, it's about a 60, 40 split. Now we've got over 40, 40% of the vendors coming in are women. That doesn't surprise me. You know what? Women want to protect themselves as much as any guy wants to protect themselves. And if you're 5'3 and weigh 115, but you pull a 9mm or a 45 out, now you got to equalize it, don't you? Yeah, that guy's not going to be so anxious to come pull on your ponytail. I agree with that. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. This weekend is going to be a great show, 9 to 5 Saturday, 9 to 4 Sunday. You pay Saturday, you get back in free Sunday. Free parking, right? Free parking. I pay for the parking. I buy it out so everybody can park for free. And then um, you um, come in, look through all the shows, and we did door prizes, and we're going to give away AR-15. You fill out the door prize form when you turn it in with your name and phone number. We call you on Sunday afternoon, and you come pass the background check and pick it up. That's cool. And ammo, all right? So... Uh, to Walmart, okay. <laughs> hey, if if you want to take a caller, I won't give away a box of nine millimeter ammo right now, just to put it in your eye. Okay. Now this is courtesy of Carrie Murphy, not of the Dave Ellswick Show or Salem right, Media. Right, you right. Make, this is I got to make that clear to everybody. But the bottom line, cool nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. How are they going to get it? Just come see us. Come the to the show. Right. We'll come to show. Well, you get whoever that gets it, they get in free to the show and a box of nine millimeter. Okay. Eight two three oh nine six five. Eight two three oh nine six five. You up for this, then call in to win. That's all you gotta do. Carry take good care of you out at the fairgrounds coming up on this weekend. Box of nine millimeter and free entry into the show. You can't beat that. Eight two three oh nine Six five, and by the way, if you're on Facebook and you're watching, yes, you can take part in this. All right, five zero one eight two three zero nine six five. So we'll wait for the first caller that comes in for that. We got some other shows that we do. Um, you know, this is the biggest one of the year with you know over four hundred tables. But uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be in Arkadelphia at the Clark County Fairgrounds, September 21st, 22nd. And then in Benton, October 5th and 6th. Then West Monroe, October 12th and 13th. Shreveport, November 23rd, 24th. Mandeville, Louisiana, December 7th and 8th. And uh, I'm looking for another date for a place I don't want to name now, but uh, in Arkansas in between. Cool. Very cool, man. I'm, I'm really proud of you. I remember when you just did a few of these. Yep, just started with a couple. Just doing Benton and stuff, mm-hmm. and then the, the cartridge show, and now you're everywhere. Yep, and just keep growing. You're the name. <laughs> you are the I, name. I'm trying to support the Second Amendment. i got to spread the love everywhere. i got to keep right. the South armed. Absolutely. Oh, we've got a winner. By the way, if you're, if you're calling, you can't win. We already got a winner. 
know, we'll give all the information to Carrie. You uh, you come up to uh, the show and what? Just stop at the front door. Where you have go a to name entrance. at the desk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who is it, uh, Zach? All right. Let's talk to Doug real quick. Hey, Doug, you there? Hey, yes. Hey, Dave. Hey, congratulations. You're going to pick up a box of 9mm and uh, get in free to the gun show this weekend out at the fairgrounds. What do you think about that? I think that is awesome. Thank you, Dave. We'll take it. Well, thank me. Thank Kerry Murphy right here sitting across <laughs> to me. He's the one taking care of you, Thank brother. you, Mr. Murphy. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All, right. All right. How do you want to work right. this with Doug? Just um, if he don't say his last name over there because right. I don't then, want everybody to come have say, a bunch I'm of Doug. Doug. Yeah. 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 By the time <laughs> noon rolled around, I'd have five boxes of ammo. Gone. Hey, Zach, Zach, you already got his name and everything, right? Okay, he's got name. Yeah, and, we'll be at the front door. You just come say, hey, I'm the guy who won the ammo, and you'll just tell him your last name and pull out your ID, and boom, you got your, you got oh, your oh, ammo dear. and walk right in. Awesome. That's here at the gun show, right? Yes, yep. sir. That's you, fair. Do you have a nine millimeter yeah. now? I do. Well, there you, there you go. I do. We're gonna, I, lo- I we're mean, gonna load it for you. Awesome. Great. I can't. I can't wait to be there. Sounds like a good idea. Well, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. There's some collections out there. One gentleman's got. Uh, we at the Cunning Cartridge Club. We have people that pull things out of their safes. They're not for sale, just for show. And this one gentleman, yeah, this one guy's got Um, Smith and Wesson knives, a set that won first place in Vegas at the Smith and Wesson show. Yeah, how many people know that from 1973 they started making? They were making these real fancy, nice knives. Cool. Well, well, I've I've learned something today. Then. All right. Well, Doug, we'll uh, we'll uh, (laughs) congratulate you. You see Carrie on Saturday, and uh, have a good time. All right. Awesome. I will. Thank you so right. much. Look Talk forward to, you later. to it. All right. Thanks Bye-bye. for listening. All right. All right. That didn't take long at all, let me tell you. No. That was fast. Love it when it's that fast. Because we're on a delay, so I start counting in my head. Oh, the five-second yeah, delay. Yeah, no, it's more than five. Oh, and so I, he can bleep me on if my I show, say something wrong. Yeah, my <laughs> show, i got to have a longer five-second delay. Oh, man. It's for you and for the people who call in Yeah, here. that's true. Sometimes I can get worked yeah, up. Yeah, they can. It. People do. And that's and I get worked up sometimes. I I got I got bleeped the other day. Something slipped out. Oh. And luckily Zach was, <laughs> he was paying attention. Yeah. And he mm. hit it. That's good because I could if I even if I hit the phone, man, I'm not on the phone. <laughs> it's out there unless he you know, unless he hits it and he did. Now the people watching on Facebook, you got to hear it live and unfiltered. What can I tell you? Well, have you uh, have you heard of any of our legislators that are really supporting some of the red flag nope. laws? Have I've not heard one, not mm-hmm. heard. Well, take that back. Letting and uh, bond, <laughs> they're the ones that mm-hmm. ran the bill. All right. Other than that, I've not heard of anybody who's interested. Now, for I, I, people need to understand that politicians speak political speak. Sometimes they're against something. But then they don't want to really tick off the other side. So they'll say something like this. If I could see a red flag law that had due process in it, I might be willing to look at it. But guess what? You got a red flag law? You don't have any chance of having due process in it. You know, felons aren't uh, allowed to buy handguns. not supposed to come in the building. Nope. But um, we've actually caught a few 
that have done that. And really? when we find out, we get the police involved and oh, we absolutely. And if somebody comes in to bring a gun in the door, don't bring a stolen weapon in our, our front door because we're going to check it. And we've, we've caught, I mean, you know, we'll catch them. And, um, man, uh, three or four that we've caught in the last two shows that, you know, they might be stolen from four or five years ago. One was stolen out of Jonesboro. Guy, you know, when we put you in jail, we prosecute you. You know, we have them because we have a metal detector that you walk out. So if you just think I'm going to stick it down my pants and sneak out, no, don't think so. <laughs> if it's metal, you're going to have to pull it out and put it in the, you know, when we see it and we have the, and if we got certain special things, uh, how we know if it comes in or it's sold. Right. And even the vendors at the show don't know what we're doing until the morning of is when I pass it out and I let them know what we're doing for the day. And, um, so we keep a good track on coming in for sale and going out the door, and we catch them, and we're going to prosecute you. If you're a felon trying to come in or try to come in, you think you're going to steal something, you're going to jail, buddy. Don't even think about it. All right. Let's take a final break here on this hour. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Gary Murphy's here. Mr. Second Amendment. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. I'm going to start fighting hard for it. I've been in politics and city council for 10 years. I'm still helping, you know, working with Benton and uh, uh, Love Sling County and uh, but I recently moved and had resigned, so I can fight Second Amendment a little bit more vocally. All right. Taking a break. We'll be back. Finish it up. Got a question? 823-0965. All right. Ten minutes until uh, 6 o'clock. Ten minutes till we've got to wrap it up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, Monday, Elizabeth will be here in the first couple hours, and then Robert Steinbach will be back in studio. Now that he's back in school, it's kind of weird. We don't have him dropping by the studio as often, but that's okay. He'll be here on Monday uh, from at least 3 until 6 right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So you won't meet, uh, won't want to miss our legal professor from over at Bowen School of Law, a conservative legal scholar. That's yeah. always a good thing. Yeah, there's the one you found in the bunch. I did. I, I shook up the bag and dumped them out, and sure enough, Robert was there, and he does a good job. Really am, am impressed with things that he brings to the table. All right, so you were just talking to one of your friends. I called a vendor Yeah, just to see, because, you know, there's a shortage of ARs at Walmart nowadays. So you come out to the gun show, and uh, one of the vendors out there is uh, selling ARs for three ninety five. Uh, that's the whole thing, five five six NATO round, and uh, so four hundred thirty dollars out the door. Okay, so now somebody's listening and going, "See, that's a gun show loophole." No, hey, you got to do a background check. <laughs> can't be a felon. Can't be all of that. You know, with the stuff going on, domestic dispute, all you know, or domestic. You're hooked up to the national reg. You know, group. Just like a gun shop would be, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we got online. You go through Nick's. Everybody gets in there. You give them your ID and name stuff. It takes about ten minutes, fifteen if you got your concealed carry. It takes about five minutes because you've already been checked in background right. to have your concealed carry. But you do the paperwork. They call it in. You're clean. Sometimes there's delays, and sometimes it's a couple hours. Sometimes a day. People come back the next day. Um, you know, we have uh, antique collections, though. People have and individuals that they're selling their stuff, shotguns and things like that. So uh, that doesn't have a background. But the, some of our vendors that even are private, they still run a background check through some of our vendors for like 10 bucks. So uh, it's a, 
It's not all these loopholes people talk about. You can't buy machine there's, guns and automatics. And, well, you can buy a machine gun if you want to buy the license. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's what I think is ridiculous is that they'll say, well, machine guns have been illegal in the United States since 1922. And I go, no, they haven't. No. You can buy one if you're willing... Pony up the money. Yeah, yeah. $10,000, $15,000 for yeah, a machine gun. Yeah, you want gun. to pony up the money? No. Well, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, then you get your license. I mean, but you're really going to go shoot it out in the field or something, and the rounds cost you so much, and you're going to put somebody through. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that Thompson shoots forty five. Yeah. Now, I had a, a, a fundraiser one time, and it was a gun shoot. I remember that. And we brought out antiques, all World War II, zip guns and all. That'd be fun. Fully auto. So it was anything they were shooting in World War II and around, we had it. Grease guns. Yeah, we were shooting them and uh, 50 cows and all. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Had a little motorboat out in the pond. Was somebody driving around. Somebody else got to shoot and blow that up in the water. So it was just a lot of fun shooting. Was that out with our friend out there? Uh, Mead. Mead. <laughs> How's he doing? <laughs> he's doing great, man. Everybody, he's I got a great shop. I need to again. I, I love that guy. He's great. Yeah, he's, he he gave up restauranting and went into guns. No, oh, yeah. He's, that's always been a passion of his and his property out there, and he's got a great shop, and um, he's uh, got a range right there. He does concealed carry yeah. classes, can help you. And so, uh, you know, even at these shows, if you haven't got your concealed carry, since people are starting to only allow you to do that in their store, uh, you can, you know, go take a class, and uh, there's folks who talk to them at the gun show, and the ones you're comfortable with, you know, go out and shoot with them, and um, it's, it's, you know, you can get your license pretty easy. No, oh, yeah, getting your license, not that difficult. The, the worst part of it is waiting, as it takes a long time to get your fingerprints sent in and all of that. Kind yeah, of stuff. but not as long as a suppressor. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's still around nine months now. Yeah, it took me a year. Took me a year, so even ridiculous. with the trust. Let me just say to you who think a suppressor, that when you screw it on the end of a of a rifle or on the end of a pistol, that it just goes. Uh, no. That's the movies, folks. It doesn't. It makes a whole lot more noise than that. Even, a lot more noise. Yeah, even pellet guns make noise. <laughs> I just, I just, I get a kick out of watching movies, and I mean, I don't know, use a silencer. Yeah, yeah. I wish I can tell you what. There's a lot of uh, special forces guys that wish there were silencers like that. Well, there's some that can get them down a lot, but there's it's not like in the movies on that. So no, you can hear that yards away typically. Well, so. unless there's a lot of noise around, then it might suppress it enough that. But you can buy them. You know, just you do the paperwork, pay the money, and wait a year before you get it. How incredible is that? Why? Why is it such a, a hard time? I, because I guess they, th- I don't know. they think you're a mafia hitman or something? I, I don't know. It shouldn't. T- you wouldn't think it would take more than really a few weeks to do your background check. And they know, even if it took three months, but a year, I mean, they, I don't know. Maybe they dig up I mean, when I had, you, your grand, dead grandpa and they got to find out how he was before they give it to you. I when know. I got uh, my uh, concealed carry, all right, I got my license for that. It took five weeks. And I'm thinking, doesn't the United States have computers? Yeah, but maybe 
Maybe it's just conservatives taking that long. May, well, that could be. Maybe, you know, that's, maybe that's it's just a lowest learner type situation going on. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah, where the they low, got us targeted. Lowest background check. There let, you go. let me tell you, Marine Corps, gun show operator, Republican, uh, helping candidates and re- strong Republican, member of the Tea Party, uh, delegate to Trump. I don't know how many more lists I can be on, but I'm sure that uh, – they did my background check. What do you think? I think there should be a piece of legislation run in the next General Assembly that if you served in the military, came out with an honorable discharge or whatever, you should not have to pay to get a concealed carry license. Oh, I agree. I mean, I, I would support that. Here's what I worry about is the red flags and other stuff. Oh, yeah. Is when you come out of the military – and you fought, and um, you can have some symptoms. You can have PTSD pretty easy, and maybe just a few symptoms. You still go hunting and fishing. You're not you're not out there thinking about I'm going to go kill somebody. No. Okay, but because you're going to see the VA and you've got a, they give you a pill or something for it to help. Well, then all of a sudden, are they going to tag you and say you can't have firearms mm. and you fought for your country and all? I mean, I, you know, that's just. You're taking away their rights. Well, everybody better get ready for that, that got their medicinal marijuana card. I'm yeah. telling you, that's going to that's gonna jump up and bite you in the butt because at the end of now the concealed carry licensure paperwork, it allows this, the uh, state police to look into your medical records and everything now. You're an open book now on everything. So it's, it's pretty pretty scary far as i'm concerned of where we've gone to here in this nation well if you want to come out for a great show family fun and friendly bring the kids pick out a knife for your son or daughter you you know pick out a handgun for your wife self-defense buy ammo you can't find in town they need to get that guy you guys need to get that guy that's on mountain men that makes knives up in the ozarks here in arkansas oh uh um I've seen it, but uh, you know we deal with a lot of custom knife makers at different shows. No, but it'd be come. cool if that guy would come. That would just be very cool. Well, I'm going to try to get him on my show. I just got to figure out how to get a hold of. I guess it's the History Channel. We got in uh, at Benton. It has old fashioned days, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, October the 13th and uh, our 12th on the Saturday. And on that Saturday, you come downtown, and it's going to have all kinds of things for the old fat, you know, with the jellies and jams. But I've got, I brought in some people, Bud Richards, them from Box and other people from yeah. all over the state are going to be custom make hand forging and making knives. We're going to that's turn it very in. cool. I've had those guys on my show, and they're very, very. They're going to cool. be with the coal burning, beating steel, hammering it out, making kids little wow. knives and things and nails that they can take home, seeing how it's made in the old days, and that's to keep it alive, you know. And mass the knife with all the TV shows and programs on you know that's a big thing so bring your kids yeah, out for fashion day fire that's a good show yeah i was watching oh. it just the other night thanks for coming in mccary it's always a pleasure don't forget nine to five tomorrow nine to four on sunday out at the fairgrounds it is the uh what cartridge arkansas and, gun and cartridge collectors okay. club show head on out there doug, 400 tables have a good time doug i'm out of here remember god gave you a whole week of life Give him an hour this weekend to talk to you. Have a great one.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.